0: Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, inviting you to try their Pick 'Em game, pick between two to five players, and just select whether to go higher or lower on a given stat. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app,
1: sign up with promo code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. I Attention! you. I you. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time, that's the name. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? So-time prime time. It's XL Primetime featuring Joe C. Son of a gun. Matt Hayes. His balls are different in person. Mia O'Brien.
2: I don't know what they're doing.
1: And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and
2: soul. How you
1: laughing now? It's in the drive time. This
3: is uh, a good spot to be in a day after you celebrated Christmas. You unwrapped all those presents and. Now you got to pour over another Jaguar loss. So it's kind of a bizarro feeling to hear XL Primetime starting at 3 o'clock instead of handing it off to the franchise show at 3 o'clock. But we've got it. Uh, Matt Hayes is on vacation. Big search is off today, but we got Coach Campo, as you heard him, tell uh, Hacker and Rick Ballew that he was going to be here for the next three hours. And, Mia, we are all ready to rock and roll. So, happy to have you. And I say bizarro because that's a Seinfeld reference. Nothing is as you expect it to be. And when this team is 0 for December right now, I don't think anybody expected that. December 4th, L. December 10th, L. December 17th, L. December 24th, L. Uh, last week I said they're going to have to take the three U's in Duval and add the three L's, and now it's four L's. So we're going to get into it today, a Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota Tuesday. But let's at least start out with our Christmas cheer. Did we have good Christmas cheer? You took a trip.
2: We did, yep. yes. And I came back uh, somehow, someway after gloating about my tonsillectomy and how I haven't had a cold since Last March. Uh, Get home. My brother and sister had the classic Christmas cold. They felt better by Sunday. I woke up yesterday morning, and suddenly I'm like, oh, no, there's the tickle in the throat. But, hey, made it back. Shout out to United Airlines because it was a bit of a bumpy ride. But uh, very happy to be back in the saddle and very happy that we have Coach Campa with us for not one but three hours, Joe. Christmas,
4: Coach? Very good. Very good. And, by the way, Mia, you might not feel good, but you're looking good. I appreciate it. Good. The beauty of Uh, makeup. Yeah. Uh, I I doubt that, but uh, yeah, we had a good Christmas other than the game, you know, obviously I think that affected all of us, but uh, family and friendship and uh, you know, it was, it was uh, a fun fun time.
3: Yeah, that's the key. I hope everybody had a good one. You guys can let us know if you still have some Christmas cheer. If you're off this week, you can hit the text line. Designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641 We had the Italian Eve, the Christmas Eve with all that, you know, awesome the seven fishes. red gravy and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we, we crushed it. Uh, and then uh, Christmas Day definitely had a great time yesterday with all of our family and friends. So hopefully everybody had a good one, but we've got to get into what wasn't good and, uh, you know, JJ is off today. Uh, Casey, I'm trying to think of whether I'm going to call him the former mailman or the current Casey. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do with him. But Dobson is in. He's manning the ship today. And you can find us on YouTube by searching 1010XL and you can throw a comment. I'm trying to figure out the best way to start, okay? Because you cannot gloss over this. You cannot gloss over this. I went into Saturday's NFL slate. Pittsburgh Steelers were playing the Cincinnati Bengals. I think most people thought Cincinnati's got this. This is in the bag. Remember what happened over the course of the week? George Pickens and all the all the problems up there in Pittsburgh. They're not going to win this football game. Stat comes up. Mike Tomlin has never gone 0-4 in December. He's never done it. What happens? They respond. They win a football game. They pick off. Jake Buster-Browning a ton of times.
2: Rudolph, more importantly, yeah. came to town right yeah. on time.
3: Pickers just went nuts. And, and, and I, I guess Tomlin was smart in a way. He says, we're going to give this man the football, okay? We're, this is how we're going to get over it. Bottom line is they went. And so I'm thinking, all right, dust off uh, the three-game losing streak. Let's just get it out of town. And lo and behold, they went down to Tampa Town and they got smoked again. Coach, 30 to nothing before points finally made it on the board.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, it was a rough day. And, you know, every game, if you turn the ball over four times, you're going to lose a football game. I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but I'm going to say it's in the high 90s. You know, that you're not going to get it done, especially if you don't do the same thing on the other side of the ball. And I think the the obvious situation, the offense wasn't uh, clicking, and the defense uh, didn't affect Baker Mayfield at all. And he had a a great day. And, you know, that's one of the things we've got to figure out. We've got to figure out how to get to a a start and get get things going right away, going in.
2: So let's begin with the headline from today. Doug Peterson met with reporters at 1 o'clock this afternoon, Coach. And he was asked if he has questioned or thought about doing something to shake things up, which we'll get to in a second. I want to stick a pin in that because you have a great example of shaking things up in the middle of a season or the middle of a game when things aren't going right with what the Giants did yesterday. So we'll put that over there. And so he was asked, would he consider taking over play calling? To which he basically answered, you know, the the plays are – actually, I don't want to say basically because I do want to quote exactly what he said to be journalistically sound. We've got to do a better job of taking care of the football. It's not about the plays. We've got to tackle better and take care of the football. Is that how you feel?
4: Well – First of all, yes. Yes to both of those. Okay. Yeah, no question about it. I'm all for it, it as yeah, John I, McKay said back I, in the absolutely. day. Absolutely. You know, obviously, uh, he's avoiding that question. And, and he punted, basically, as you so succinctly said that earlier. But really, to be honest with you, uh, I think he's been more involved as it's going. And unfortunately, he made that comment early that this is what we're doing. You know, And now the expectation is that we have better play calling. And I will say that there have been some questionable play calls, in my opinion, uh, during this uh, drought.
3: Well, you can definitely point to isolated moments after right. a big game, like the catch uh, to Elijah Cooks, which you know how XL primetime has felt about Elijah Cooks. I've been loving on this guy since training camp and wanted to see him get a chance. Finally, he did. And balls coming his way. He pulled them down and made good, uh, made positive yards and made good catches. Well, then they run that reverse with Calvin yeah. Ridley, and yeah. they lose fifteen yards, mm-hmm. okay, and you go from first and ten to second and twenty two and then you attempt another play and you're third and twenty two those are impossible situations, so I can poke holes in play calls, but I can poke holes in effort and play more than that yeah i I don't that.
4: think that they uh were in this ball game from the beginning i I don't know what it was, and you know I'm hesitant to say. That somebody isn't ready mm-hmm. because that's a term who who knows what re- that's the first thing that all fans say. Yeah. Well, they came out, they weren't enthused, they weren't this and that. Uh, you know, I, I look more at are they, as we said earlier, are they making tackles? Are they, you know, fundamentals? And I don't think this is a very fundamental football team right now. And I don't I don't know what they're doing in practice. When you say that the receivers weren't where they're supposed to be, to me, that's an indictment on the coaching staff. Because, yeah. you know, if, if the guys don't know where they're going, then Simple. don't run those plays. Run something else. And, and, and that's the concern. Doug one.
2: really did put it on the coaches. He, and he specifically said that. We put that on coaching. That's on coaching if the players are in the right position. But then, since you brought up practice, yes, we're talking about practice. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, Sunday after the loss, quote, it looks like we don't even practice the stuff that we're doing. We look lost, no sense of urgency. I mean, the list goes on and on.
4: Well, when you guys have heard me in in this show and in the fifth quarter, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer. First of all, all this mess started when Trevor got hurt, and
2: which time? Yeah, he's well, been the hurt first time. time, the knee. Yeah. So back, you the, were talking the, about the Colts game. Yeah, the yes. first time. Once
4: it mm-hmm. once he got that, in that situation. Where during the week he was not practicing more than one day a week,
5: mm-hmm.
4: you can't win, play good when you don't practice. That's my whole thing. Now, the quarterback situation is a little different because you know you expect that guy to be able to, especially if he's supposed to be the, the he's a starter for the reason right. for a reason right. You know if he can play, your tendency is to let him play, but it's very evident to me that the chemistry between the receivers and the quarterback is not there now. yeah. so to me that's practice, you know whether w- no matter what it is.
3: yeah, I, I just I can't help it. i I just look at it and I, okay, wait a minute. He's gone through all these games. After that first injury, they won two ball games. They yes. won two ball games that were on the road. Yes. Then they won, and then they lost and got housed by San Francisco. You want to know the, the, the biggest injury I think this football team suffered was the beatdown to the San Francisco 49ers because they honestly have not been 100% the same since then. That led to them losing four of six, and then now we're on a four-game losing streak. But they had those two road wins before the bye yep. week, you say you're gonna get healthy, you come out of that, you have an important win against the Houston Texans on the road, okay, and you feel like you've gotten some stuff done. You've beaten the Colts and the Titans here in town. And then everything else is just unraveled from yeah, December 1st. Just, re, just
4: remember this now. When you talk about the the win against Houston, mm-hmm. that's not very much different than Cincinnati mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the ones we lost. Yeah. It came down to one play. Yeah. You know, we did we were not on a full blast in that ball game but at either. the very
3: least it was two healthy quarterbacks trading yeah. blows yeah monday night yeah. both defenses yeah. were trading yeah. blows. Yeah, exactly yeah. and yeah. remember i i feel like we came out of that game going i know i said it hey this defense is thumping this yeah. defense is yeah. physical they're getting, even though they took them a while to catch C. and C. then eight days later yeah and then think about it coach Browning comes in and embarrasses them when you least expect it on the road for a guy that hadn't been doing anything in the National Football League and then Joe Flip and Flacco the following week. Well,
2: anyway, that, that I was gonna say that road. one in hindsight, yeah. he he may be the second coming of Joe Montana all of a sudden. So. <laughs> right or or, or
4: Nick Foles. Yeah, R-
2: true yeah, at yeah. this point. You yeah. know that uh, you know.
3: I, but, but Flacco goes and throws two first half picks this last go around, and yeah. they still were able to overcome it because yeah. they got a good defense. Yeah. Both sides of this football team, both sides of this football team have caved.
4: Absolutely, uh, and and they're not getting pressure on the quarterback, and so you know that's. Defensively, we can't stop the pass. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it, it.
2: Which has been an issue all year. Yeah, and that's like part of the mo: is if right. we stop the run, we'll have fun. We may give up yards in the passing game, right. but so long as we're stopping the run, making them one dimensional and able to tee off, it's going to be okay. Right. That was the philosophy. Absolutely. It may be a flawed philosophy, and many of you Nooners out there, I guess we're calling you three PMers. Minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that—that's just the reality of what they were constructed to do.
4: Yeah, that there have been, but don't break defense from the very beginning. And and uh, you know the the only concern I have is, you know, they didn't do <laughs> anything in the off season to help help the pass rush, and we can't stop the pass. All so right. you know that's an issue. So
3: let's stay on that because this is when I start to get into a little bit of a balky bash mindset because I think it's fair. It's yeah. it's warranted now. Here here we are. Uh, the coach and the coaching staff, I don't think they're without criticism. The players, I don't think they're without criticism. And then, obviously, the personnel decisions that were made, not without criticism. So, let's do all that. Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota, they bring in today's show. We say thanks to them. You can find them on the lot, Phillips Highway or BeaverChevrolet.com online, and then in the AUG on US1 or online at BeaverToyotaStAugustine.com. They're there to wow you, and they've got just a few days left where they're trying to sell a 1,000 vehicles off of both lots. So take advantage of it and cash in on all those great deals. They are there to wow you. So we've got the Jaguars to look back on. The Ravens sent a major message last night. Uh, You mentioned Joe Montana earlier. The other guy that was posing as Joe Montana also (laughs) exited stage left with Brock Purdy. So we'll get into all of it. (laughs) We thank you for hanging out with us. Hopefully everybody had a great Christmas and ready to roll into the new year. All right, we are back, ready to rock and roll. I was thinking we were going to have Doug Peterson talking about whether or not he would bench Trevor Lawrence or not, because that was a little bit of a question when you went into the fourth quarter and there was no Trevor Lawrence. It's XL Prime Time In drive time, Joe C., Mia O'Brien, Coach Campo hanging out with us. Big Surce has the day off. Matty has the week off. And J.J. out as well. Hopefully everybody had a good Christmas. We'll have Big Surce back for all uh, three of the shows, full shows. the next. You know, I basically said, hey, Big, you take – You take this day off, and then you work full-time for us the next three days. So he's happy to do it. Coach Campo hanging out with us for three hours today, Beaver Toyota, Beaver Chevy Tuesday. And I I, I feel like if we can just set this up for one second, you got the one soundbite that I asked for, Casey, not from from Doug, but the one that you put together, okay, because Christmas Eve is all about Christmas cheer, right? It's all about getting ready, cooking, family coming together, opening up presents, you know, all that stuff. And then about 4 o'clock, 4.05, Thursday, or excuse me, Sunday afternoon, this one kicked off, and then from 4 to 5 to 6, really all the way to 7, you might have said something like this. Yeah, that basically no! tells the story right there. That tells the story right there. I'm nope. frightened.
2: Yeah. I'm like still trying to live it up Christmas style, and man, oh, man. Ooh. Well, that's what happened Christmas I mean, w- w- Listen, the, the reality is that, you know, yes, the game was bad. Yes, you controlled your own destiny, and you didn't handle business because you were gifted a Colts loss, a Texans loss. The Bengals lost. I mean, I could go down. The Chiefs lost, which we're going to get into in a second because I think they look like the Jaguars, and as I've seen a couple of times on Twitter, it looks like both Andy Reid-influenced offenses are trying to play Madden as opposed to just throwing the ball. I understand it's frustrating, but my goodness, the Grinch still came on my television, and so did Elf. It's okay. It's okay. Not, not in uh, Jaguar
4: land. Okay. No, I don't think I mean, so. I just met on the radio yeah. right now. Uh, I'm, like,
2: frightened by this. I think that's like a throwback to Halloween here. I know yeah. Casey loves some scary stuff, but come on now.
4: I, I will say this, I, and and, and, I, and I'm not happy about this, but when I saw the Colts and the Houston lose, I kind of relaxed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And that's not good. And no. I, I was, And when I look back, I think, Maybe we should have played at one o'clock mm-hmm. and not known what the situation was.
3: Well, I, I, I love the idea and the theory that that is possible, but I also know what the team looks like right yeah, now. Exactly. and really, again, I'm I'm not going to get away from four L's. They're struggling, and, and 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 three of the four, three of the four, were manageable, winnable, right, gettable. Uh, and you don't you don't take those opportunities and take them lightly, and that's what happened. Yep. And I'll just like. Just take a look at this. A couple things here. You guys think about this. You can hit the text line designed by lifetime enclosures at 6 4, one 10 10 You had two number one overall picks playing the same position go head-to-head against each other. The first number one pick of the two, meaning chrono- chronologically, was Baker Mayfield. Right. Baker Mayfield has played on four different teams. The first team that did draft him number one gave up on him, basically shipped him out, said this is not going to work, and we all know what happened. He has caught fire down in Tampa town. He looks efficient. He looks fired up. He is playing more mistake-free than mistake-prone, which I always like to use as, you know, who are you? Are you mistake-prone or are you mistake-free? He's playing more mistake-free right now. Guess what? The other number one pick, the generational one, is playing more mistake-prone than he is playing more mistake-free. He is now responsible for 50-plus turnovers since 2021. That leads the National Football League. And I want you to think about this, Coach. They went down the field, and we talk about you know whether they are you know I don't know if these teams have that you know that thing that 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 gene that you were talking about earlier. Can you see whether they're playing hard or with effort? I don't know what the Jaguars are doing, but I certainly saw a Buccaneers team that played hard with effort and were organized. And what they do, they just went right down the field. Take what I could get. Take what I could get. Take what I could get. Get in the end zone.
4: Well, I think what you saw that game was exactly what this league thinks about our team right now can't run the football, can't handle pressure because we can't protect. Mm-hmm. And then defensively, we can't pressure the quarterback so we don't have to fool around. They couldn't run the ball either. Yeah. But they could throw it yeah. with no pressure. So when you look at that team, uh, uh, Todd Bowles uh, did exactly what needed to be done against our football team. He said, I'm going to pressure them more. And he pressured them more in the game mm-hmm. with, with blitzes. That's him. He's an aggressive coach, but he looked at it and said, "We don't have to worry about him running the football. We're going to come after him and see if they can make plays." Mm-hmm. Also, missing two quality receivers. That means that we can look at the the receivers we got, and we feel pretty good about locking up with them. Right. So they locked up on. Them. They did exactly what they had against this football team. And Trevor, you, you know, you can say whatever you want, but this is. Who we are right now mm-hmm. is a quarterback-centric football team. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, then our quarterback is trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make plays happen when they don't. The one When he fumbled the football, he pulled the ball down. There was a guy wide open. Mm-hmm. He pulled it down, and then all of a sudden, pressure's on him, and the ball gets knocked out of his hands. Yeah. Throw the football. When you, the week before, when he's running, they're in field goal range. All we have to do is get the field goal. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make the first down. What does he do? He tries to switch the ball and everything else and fumbles the thing without anybody hitting him. Right. So our quarterback, when you have a team like we have right now without being able to run the ball, it's all on the quarterback. It's all on the quarterback. And that's that's the problem we have right. And
2: now. you have a quarterback who has suffered not one, not two, not three, and but four hurt. injuries.
4: Exactly. And you got an offensive line that's banged up as
2: well. Right. Yeah. Which so, the Jags did get a bit of good news. We we probably shouldn't bury the lead. Yeah. Um they did get a bit of good news today that Cam Robinson eligible to come off of IR and so right. Doug Peterson expects his twenty one day window will be open tomorrow. In my opinion, obviously that's that's great news and it's very important. But in even better news, Anton Harrison, uh, the back injury that he suffered was yeah. just soreness. He is expected to play on Sunday, and I think that's so huge. And our good friend John Shipley of Jaguar Report did the heavy lifting for us. I mean, when you look at, and what we're going to get into the bulky factor, because mm-hmm. I know there's tons of clowns on my timeline, and mm-hmm. I know Joe has some feelings yeah. he wants to get out there, and that's all fine and good, and we probably merit it at this point. But Anton Harrison was undoubtedly the right pick, because when you look at the pressures that he gave up versus when he had backups come in for him. Oh. I mean, it was zero. Here, where let me pull it up. Here it is. Zero pressures on 27 pass pro snaps. His backup, a.k.a. Cole Van Lannen, who was a guard a year ago, mm-hmm. allowed four pressures on 31 pass pro snaps. Yeah. And so that's, for me, like, you're going to have – with or without Cam Robinson, who I think is critical to the run game, is very important. I know a lot, there's been a lot of Walker Little bashing. You cannot deny that he is also not healthy and is gutting it out right now. And so I know he's given up an ungodly amount of pressure the last two weeks, but yeah. he's only playing because you don't have anybody else. Imagine but, if you were down two of those spots. Yeah, but
3: let's go to the obvious here, and this is Moto master of the obvious. Walker Little represented the future. Everyone was ready to dispatch Cam. They said, you know, just go ahead. Next year, don't worry about it. Clip off that 1000000000 dollars you know, multi-million dollar cap hit he gone he gone we don't need him and walker's going to be the guy walker's working with a hamstring okay and he did come through the mcl but they're all if you're healthy and you're off the injury report and you're playing you got to play at a level
4: absolutely but uh, and i'm i'm firmly convinced that the edge guys are not our problem yeah it's the you can say whatever you want whether you know it's the interior i think little is is not playing like he did Originally, when he wasn't injured, right. that, that's a question, okay? But I'm like Leon. That once you say, I'm ready to play,
2: you be then ready you're to play. ready to
4: play. That's it. There's no excuses. The interior guys, Cleveland, that was the worst game I've seen Cleveland play since he's been there. Mm-hmm. The center is getting pushed back. Yeah. The right guard is getting pushed back because he's an old-timer. He's not as strong as he used to be. The interior, to me, is what's really given us a problem. So, yeah. what do you do? I, I, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think I go into the game, like I said in the, in the preview uh, to the team. Mm-hmm. I, you want me to tell you what I would
2: do mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it, it,
4: to shake things up?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, let's, so let's go to that because that was the other point. You know, you were, you were saying in our pre-show meeting, Coach, that you could see Brian Dayball saw his team was down against the Eagles yesterday, and he said, I need to create a spark.
4: Exactly. And, so how do he, you create a spark? And he didn't expect the backup quarterback to do anything special, but he did feel like it was time to make a move. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I would do. And and again, I don't know what goes on in the building. I'm just saying what I would do. Looking at this football team, we are doing nothing in the first half. Nothing. So I've got in my mind, I got to create an extra series in that first half. Right. So if they win the toss. Okay, we're going to get the ball. Okay, no problem. If we win the toss, I'm taking the ball mm-hmm. at the beginning of the ball game because I want to make sure I've got that extra thing. And when you're struggling, you've got to get off to a fast start. Now, if they go out and they go three and out or they throw the ball away, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. But I would those first 15 plays, I would look at everything that I think will work against their defense. In the run game, number one, right. I would make darn sure that if it's a if it's a counter play, if it's a toss, whatever it is, I'm going to run that to make sure that I think we're going to get off to a good start. And I thought they did that against the Ravens; mm-hmm. they they came out yeah they did they, they four straight plays yep. yeah. And 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 then the second thing is I would make darn sure you know everybody was clamoring when we were eight and three about not throwing the ball down the field. Well, guess what? Don't throw the ball down the field. Get the ball out of his hands. Throw the ball. Get him some confidence. Yeah. And let's get off to a fast start. And that's, that's what's important yeah, right. to me. That's
2: something that I picked up on, too, Coach. I'm glad you brought it up. Like, this is a team that went from against the Saints, and part of it was because of the MCL injury to Trevor, that they were content with, okay, four-yard pass, quick, get the ball out in under two seconds, three-yard pass, five-yard pass, and now, all of a sudden, it's every pass has to be at least 10 yards. Right,
4: exactly. Why? What What changed? no reason. That's my point. I think it's pressure. You know, everybody's saying, oh, but they're not throwing the ball down the field. You win with big plays. Yeah. But if you're struggling, you want the confidence of the quarterback to be that I'm getting the ball out. I'm not getting hit. I'm right. not getting guys in my face. And if we can get that stinking running game going with yeah. something – then the best big plays they've had have been play-action passes. Bingo. Right.
3: Yeah, and, and look, I, I we have all maintained this uh, throughout the course of the year. The interior part of the offensive line definitely seems to be one of the weaker links. The offensive line as a whole still one of the major weak links on this football team. All of them count, all five of them. Even Doug Peterson said in his presser earlier, once we get all five back together, we'll be okay. No, 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 not right now. No. You're not okay. And the other part of it is, is that uh, while I totally get it, you don't need to go down the field. When they were succeeding, everyone was bitching and moaning about them not going downfield. Okay? That's what so, I'm saying. It's like, when are we going to please you know the masses? No. But here's the other part of it, okay? Think of what happened yesterday with Baker Mayfield. And if we want to go through the play-by-play chart, we can. He didn't necessarily go for big chunks. He went for available, open, let's get six here, mm-hmm. let's get four there, let's get three here, let's go get ten. And he did it over and over and over. And I'm telling you guys, as much as it I, – I was a Baker basher, probably will continue to be a Baker basher, but I got to give it up to him right now. He's yep. playing smart, he's playing clean, not turning the football over, Look at the one run to get the, the first and goal at the goal line, gutted it out, ran right into Cisco and, and Williams, I believe it was. And so he's playing smart, aggressive right. football.
2: Let's go through the play chart because as Coach Campo, we'll tie these two things together because mm-hmm. Coach Campo said, if he's Doug Peterson, he's taking the ball either way in the coin toss. Either you lose the toss and you get the ball first, or even if you win it, you're going to take the ball first because mm-hmm. you need to create that extra possession. You need to create some sort of spark. And so, therefore, your first 15 plays that are scripted, hopefully not killed at the line like we've seen 19,000 times over right. the past few weeks, uh, and hopefully everybody knows where there is if the play does have to change the line, here is the script that the Bucks went with. Baker Mayfield lines up in shotgun, complete to Trey Palmer for eight yards, sacked for a loss of five, completion for 18 yards, running play for four yards. End around for one yard, five-yard completion, up the middle for one, up the middle for two, deep, to the, deep for 22 yards to Chris Godwin, 11-yard completion, negative four-yard rushing loss, completion for six yards, incomplete, and then 24-yard field goal.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, especially, now they, they held them to a field goal, okay, in yeah. the beginning, but yeah. especially when when they're eating clock and just going down the field, big play here, big play here, Run the football. If you right. lose, keep running it. You know yeah. that type of deal. Well, that
4: twenty-two yeah. was a play-action pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So because me, they
2: ran the ball, that's for The correct. two plays prior.
4: That's correct. Okay. You know, that's that's how I look at. First of all, you want to simplify that drive. To and they just don't
3: have enough fixes to cure all the leaks on. The-
2: that is all that the Jaguars need to fix, Coach Campo. In your estimation, is that all they need to fix to just go one and zero this week?
4: I would say I would say that that goes a long way towards getting that done and and I I don't know why we're not tackling uh you know we had some new guys in the secondary the guys are banged up uh Tyson Campbell hasn't played like he did when he when he before he got injured yeah. there's so many things you can look at and there's so many excuses but guess what there are no excuses right. Just you, you got to find a way to win those games, and and we're not doing it.
3: Yeah, take a look at where the Bucks were earlier and where they are now. They've right. now ripped off four straight right. wins, while and this we did it lost. last year. Yes, you know, yes.
4: some. That's why. That's the one thing I can look at and say: the sense of urgency. There's something wrong there, right? And I because I, it's been done before, and it's been done by teams in the, in the league this year, right? And it, and we need to get it get it right you don't think Todd Bowles has
3: a sense of urgency yeah. he dang sure does wow. because we, we were joking at the end of last week is the entire NFC South going to fire their coaches well right. he's pulled himself out of the ashes they're yeah. not going to dump him right. but think about this this is his disciple and Mike Caldwell going up against his mentor and Todd Bowles. Bowles and Peterson absolutely have a relationship going back to the Philadelphia days, and those two guys got the best of these two guys here, honestly.
4: Yeah. Well, they got the you, best of them. When you look at, uh, you know, the philosophy of this defense that we have right now, I mean, you know, he's kind of hamstrung a little bit because he doesn't have, you know, a pass rusher, and you right. got one of the corners is hurt, and, you know, another one has been off the field in, in, uh, in 37. Yeah. You know, so... You know when he looks at it, you know what do I do? Well, uh, we're, we're not getting it done playing straight zone and not getting any pressure. I better say, look, if we're, we're going to get beat, let's lock up on some guys and see if we can but, cover. By,
3: by the way, it was a ten nothing game before Trevor's second or third yeah, turnover. Right, okay, I'm right, losing track right, here. Right. Okay, because it was a ten nothing game, right. and then they get the ball back with a minute and a half. Yep. Okay, a minute and a half. And they go down the field and they score. Right. And so you can go on and on. Yeah. I <laughs> and, mean, this is
4: a full team operation going on right now. That's for sure. That
2: speaks to personnel. Yeah. For you, it's the personnel. Yeah. Some the lack of, of depth.
4: Absolutely. I think that's more important than the play calling. I think if you – and Doug said it, which I think he's got to be real careful about. You know, he, he said, uh, I can't go out and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pres, uh, Taylor can't go out and play. Uh, the players better so start you're playing. Saying, you got to be really careful with that. Uh, you know, meaning, to the media.
3: Yeah, explain, explain to the listeners out there what you mean, because in other words, you're saying the, the players could just say, "Oh, oh, really?"
4: Well, the one thing that's consistent about him is that he is consistent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when you when you go to the media, when you've been saying something over and over and over again, and all of a sudden you go to the media and say, "Hey, we're not blaming the coaches; we're blaming the players." Mm-hmm. Some guys are going to tune that out. That, you know, yeah. They're going to look at it and say, whoa, wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. You know, we've been hearing this and that. Oh, if we just do this, you got to be careful at yeah. that. Yeah. That I'm with. That I am with. I uh, will
2: leave you with this, um, and I know there's plenty of folks, including Doug Peterson, that maybe don't necessarily always subscribe to Pro Football Focus. Here's your 2023 leader in the National Football League in big-time throws. Trevor Lawrence with 34, tied with Dak Prescott. Trevor Lawrence is also the league leader in turnover-worthy plays with 25. Jameis Winston, speaking of the Tampa Bay Bucs. Yep.
4: And, at, and part of that, Mia, is is he doesn't have any choice. Right. Correct. Because this is how when, the
2: offense was constructed.
4: Well, once they can't run the football. Yeah, and know, there's a third.
2: But I also think yeah. that that goes back to even week two against the Chiefs. It was a choice to not run the ball. Yeah. And now well, they've that, gotten. Now they've yeah, built this offense true. as that's they don't true. run the ball. I,
4: I agree with you there. Yeah. Yep, the head
3: coach is still the head coach then, and he is now, and he right. can make the decision on whether or not they need to run the right. ball more. Right. He, he may know what what we are suggesting, yeah. and he doesn't want to admit it. They cannot knock people off the ball. Yeah. they, they can't, can't do it.
4: Nope. And and you know he said it going into this game. He said they got to go back to the gap, pulls and stuff. He ran the ball six times, but he was behind from the very beginning. You know, I mean. It was
3: still only a 10 nothing ball game. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: And speaking yeah. of, we saw a team, which as we'll get ready to go around the National Football League a little bit later in the program, we saw a team that is predicated on the run in the San Francisco 49ers last yep. night, and what happened when they fell behind, they had to get pass happy, pass happy, and that's why even in an age in which it's the quarterback is the most important position in sports and everybody loves the passing game and it's so sexy and this, that, and the other, it is not the end-all, be-all. Balance. Yeah. Balance. 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 We're getting you you, uh, back into a balance following the Christmas holiday. This is XL Primetime, a special 3 to 6 p.m. edition all week long right here on the Superstation.
1: This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
2: I was going to say, producer Casey Dobson, don't be afraid to let that music fly. It's a Beaver Toyota, Beaver Chevy Tuesday. I understand it's a reality check Tuesday. I know uh, they do check the tape Tuesdays, Coach Campo, on Jaguars today. This is the reality check Tuesday, given we were off for the Christmas holiday yesterday. We can still play some music. Music's allowed. Music is absolutely allowed. Meo, Brian, Coach Campo with you until 6 p.m. Yes, you heard that right. You're not going crazy. You didn't have too much ham or turducken or whatever your fancy and your choice of Christmas cuisine was. Uh, we are with you from 3 to 6 every day this week, minus Thursday when we are on 2 to 4 during that Frangie Show time slot. Leon will be back with us tomorrow, as will JJ, Matt on vacation. The rest of the way, I think that takes takes care of all the uh, housekeeping. And,
3: and, yeah. Well, the other little bit of housekeeping is that coach is here just once this week because he'll be dashing off to Dallas. Yeah, we so. got to talk about it. Yeah. And so it's a celebration for Jimmy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coach Johnson, who mm-hmm. obviously I was with and and won some Super Bowls with. <laughs> Uh, have you Absolutely heard? Absolutely
2: a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, finally uh, going into the ring of honor. Yeah,
4: going into the ring of honor, which is uh, took too long. But, uh, the Speaking ring... of too
3: much eggnog, Jerry had that for uh, too long before yeah, he finally yeah, figured the, this one out. The ring,
4: the ring would not be the ring without Jimmy Johnson, and oh I can tell you that right now. But, yeah, I'm really excited about that. They have got a, an event, obviously, before the game, but I'm doing, I think, three podcasts, a Legends show, uh, an actual uh, special edition with the with the Cowboys, TV, and doing a couple of things on Channel 11, CBS. And so, you know I, they're using me while I'm out there. But uh, that's we're warming
2: way. you up for yeah. all your media appearances. Oh yeah,
4: I'm a big media darling now. That's it.
2: Put what do you, you work? What do you go ahead, Joe?
3: No, I'm saying put you to work. Honestly, yeah. that's that's the thing more than think' because that's what you're that's what you're out there for to lend a little knowledge to today's fan base of what Jimmy Johnson meant to the Dallas Cowboys
4: yeah it's great and uh I did a video a short video for the big board during Mm -hmm. the game and it's good I mean you know I'm going because I respect the guy yeah you know uh I don't know he's not a big fanfare guy so I don't even know if he cares he did invite us all he he did invite Mm -hmm. us all to the uh when he went in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but this one, I'm not sure he wanted anybody there, but
2: I mean, it's basically Jerry going from zero. I won't let you into the ring of honor to now we need to create the giant spectacle in the parade for it, which is going
3: to go. He's going to go big. Yeah, yeah
2: bring Exactly.
4: Bringing in. The whole Fox crew flying them in for the, for the uh, induction at halftime and then flying them right back oh out into boy. LA.
2: <laughs> and they did ask to Aikman about it too, on the broadcast last night of that Niners right. game. And Joe asked him, you know, just what it meant. And, you could sense a similar sentiment from your buddy Troy Aikman, your Absolutely. quarterback, because I think similar to you, it's it's been too long, it took right. too long, but glad he's going in. Absolutely. What do you sense as we kind of look around the National Football League a little bit here, Coach Campo? The Cowboys are coming off two straight losses. Right. What's the sentiment as they not only prepare for a massive game against the Detroit Lions, but also, that, you know, they're kind of teetering on the edge a little bit here.
4: Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say that it, it really didn't affect them too much this last ball game, I don't think, because I think they, it's kind of like they played the Philadelphia Eagles the first time. Mm-hmm. They felt they should have won the football game, and they probably feel like they should have won this football game. Uh, it wasn't a blowout. It was, you know, they made plays when they had to, we made some plays, but that's kind of the approach. This is a big ball game, and, and playing at home, the Cowboys are, are, are pretty darn good at home well, they, now.
3: They, they almost double their point output. Absolutely. It's, it's in the neighborhood of 21 points per game versus 39 points yeah. per
4: game. Now, I don't know why that is, but I know that, you know, when you look at that football team, uh, they've got the ingredients to, to, to do something, and it would be big for them to win this one, win the next one, and have the, uh, the Eagles lose a game, I think the strength of schedule is better with the with the, the Cowboys. So they could win the division, which would be huge to have the home game uh, situation rather than being that fifth wild card team and, and having to go on the road. Yeah, so
3: we definitely need to look around the National Football League with that in mind. Right now, Casey, a little of that, if you got it hit
0: that. I might actually just say that just happened because uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell in here I cannot fill your shoes JJ yeah. I am so sorry brother but yeah that just happened.
2: All right, we'll hit roll it. with that. Hey, listen, we're very good at improv on this show. The, J- right. the Jaguars have announced that they have signed quarterback Matt Barkley to the active roster after placing safety Daniel Thomas on the reserve injured list. We didn't hit that one in this first hour of XL Primetime. Yeah. Daniel Thomas breaking his forearm, left forearm, and so he is now on the shelf. Obviously a big special teams piece for the Jaguars as pr- probably one of the best gunners in the National Football League but now curious, Coach, that they opt to sign a quarterback, especially with Doug Peterson saying this morning that Trevor Lawrence doing better today than he was yesterday. Yeah. I,
4: th- there's still a concern. I mean, when you have a shoulder injury and it's your throwing shoulder, yeah. uh, I, I'm sure that there's a concern. And I think they might, you know, I think he may start the ball game and, and maybe not be able to finish it. Who you knows? Know,
3: that one play, if if I'm – you know diagnosing the injury properly when he's ro- trying to get the first down fourth and one stretches out out of bounds and you can see where that yeah. arm is fully extended and that's where we've seen a lot of other guys get that ac joint injury anyway it's a microcosm of what has happened at the line of scrimmage on short down situation or yeah. short yardage it, situation
4: absolutely I, and and really it's i fourth think fourth and one yeah sometimes i have a little bit of a concern for trevor Trevor's toughness. I think he puts a little bit more on toughness than he does on situational football at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And you know, in both of those, you know, and it, when he's gotten injured the last couple of ball games, it's been situations where he didn't have to do it. Right. You know, the game was out of reach. Okay. And so, you know, you got to use some common sense. Yeah, to, but let
3: uh, me ask you this, and this is something I'm wondering late in this ball game. I uh, we all watch and know that Trevor the receivers, there might be communication issues. They're just, they're not all vibing at right. the same time. Trevor feels like the pocket is smaller than maybe it is. All you got to do is take a look at what Baker was operating under, and he was able to throw with guys on his body and make throws. Bottom line is Trevor doesn't take off running until after that play. Right. He, he had two or three, I got to get out of here, make some positive yards. Well, it's a ball game that Tampa had in hand at that point. Yeah. But my, my point is, run. You're a big man. Yeah. Run early. Yeah. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Right. But get that defense off of you a little bit.
4: All of a sudden, it's hang in there, try to get a big throw. <laughs> right. And that's what I see. Yeah. Now, again, run. I don't know what's going on in the building but what they're telling them, what they're you know all those situations. But, but
3: he's not hanging for three seconds. No. That pocket is closed in yeah. about two two and a half. Absolutely,
4: seconds. it's coming up. Th- we have a problem inside, yeah. especially.
3: Well, yeah, I, I can't help it. it. It's it's very frustrating when you look at it. And I do think when we have seen Trevor have success, he's slid out of the pocket. Yep. He's been able to move, make some of those decisions. And even though he's dealt with a litany of injuries. He is upright and he does look he does look healthy. Yeah. You know, so he's he's been able to overcome all that stuff. He's he's not been able to overcome what I think is spotty play right now. Yeah.
2: Different player, but Patrick Mahomes no issue mm-hmm. scrambling mm-hmm. when that pocket. Yeah. Even when perhaps to his own detriment as we saw yesterday. No problem just taking the space that's given to you. And we saw Trevor taking the space even on a bum knee against the Saints. Correct. So you believe Coach Campo there's something going on in the building
4: yeah I, I I just can't put my finger on it but uh you know I th- I think it's I I honestly think that the quarterback is trying to do too much
5: mm-hmm.
4: knowing that he's the guy
5: mm-hmm.
4: that, that that's the only thing they have they don't have anything else they don't have uh, a guy that's can can beat one-on-one coverage every single time maybe Ingram can mm-hmm. but a lot of his stuff is you know getting in the middle of zones and Right. Catching the ball and running. So I've got to do something to create something. And, and I think it's too it, 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 it's it's too quarterback-centric right
3: now. All right. I'll, I'll use the Super Bowl celebration real quick uh, for a question for you. They're, they're honoring Jimmy uh, in Dallas this weekend. And off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosure, you guys can hit us at six four I'll get you to give us this answer coming up here in a second. But this is at least a, a thought that's out there. All Super Bowl-winning coaches experience a downward spiral. This is just the beginning of the end for Doug because I don't see Balky getting a pass rusher even next year, and where is he going to get offensive linemen where he will you know, basically get something to help Doug Peterson. So let's ask that question coming up because that will take us to the Balky discussion. Uh, In order for coaches to win, yeah, they got to push buttons, but they also have to have better personnel. So let's get into all that coming up. Beaver, Chevy, Beaver, Toyota, they bring you today's show. It's XL Primetime. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Coach Dave Campo hanging out in the Franchi time slot.
1: This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. I, I can't
6: let them be a, a one-and-done season, right? Um, we have to continue to build on that. And, and, you know, we talked a lot about this last year. Consistency in winning goes a long way.
3: That was Doug Peterson, head coach of your Jacksonville Jaguars, before the season started. I can't let this team be one and done, referring to making it to the postseason and then not getting back there. Welcome into the 4 o'clock hour. It's XL primetime. In the Franchi time slot, Frank, Hayes, Lauren, they all have the week off. Joe C., along with Mia O'Brien, Coach Campo, hanging out until 6 o'clock. This evening we'll have Big Sur back uh, tomorrow, and Matt Hayes enjoying the week of vacation. Hopefully, everybody had a good vacation. I want to get into that Doug Peterson uh, soundbite and compare it to Dallas. But when I say vacation, you know, you had the long weekend. Anyone get like a either like a really cool Christmas gift or a really bad Christmas gift? So you I don't know have-
2: if they want to be revealing that unless it's anonymous on the text line. Yeah. Brought to you by Lifetime I, Enclosures. Like if you
3: got one where you opened it up and you just went, what? That's it. You can hit the text line six four one ten ten. It could be a gag gift, could be just a bad gift. Uh, let us know six four one ten ten. Hopefully, everybody got their
4: share of good, good gifts.
2: Coach Campo, what was your favorite gift besides getting to sit with us for three hours right. on a lovely Beaver Toyota Tuesday?
4: Well, see, we've uh, my wife and I have made a pact that we don't get each other presents because, and we get you know we give a bunch of stuff away. Yeah, uh, that's
2: awesome.
4: Uh, the bad thing was that. uh My young grandson wanted a bike. Mm -hmm. All right. So he asked Santa for it. Well, my son said, Why don't you guys get him the bike? No problem. I get it we get him the bike and it's a twenty-four inch, but it's a mountain bike. Uh Uh-huh. And it was suggested by my daughter in law. Okay. So we get it. He comes over the my son comes over to put the bike together. And the handlebars on a mountain bike, mm-hmm. uh, mountain mountain bike, bike are yeah. low like this. So we says, oh, the bike's too small. Yeah, I I should have told you what bike to get, whatever. So I said, listen, don't worry about it. Let's go get him a bike. So, so you we went go, back out? We go out and buy him another bike, and it's the same size, except oh. the handlebars are up here like oh, this. Was, no. that all di-
3: was that all the difference in the world?
4: Yeah. Well, it, it was all the difference in the world. The problem is... We gave, we donated the other bike to somebody, oh, okay. which is fantastic. So instead of spending 200 we spent 400, 400. Uh, That's kind of what we decided anyway. We're not getting our own self. That's We're gonna, awesome. And, and the kids don't need everything, but being able to donate the bike was worth yeah, it. Yeah, that I part's that.
3: nice. That, see, yeah. that's a good end yeah. of the story. But, uh, yeah, I can appreciate it. You want that kid to be. What day did
2: you go out and buy this bike? The 23rd?
3: Yeah. The okay. second one or the first yeah. one? So
2: you, did you see Joe and, Academy, uh, Academy Joe and Graham Sports. Marsh out yeah. there? I mean, they might have been out there. The That's day before usually, Christmas Eve?
3: Exactly. So here's what I did. I bought my wife, TLD, the lovely Diane, three robes, okay, because she wanted a robe. And I got one which, you know, you could call it the, you can call it the Empire, whatever you want to call it, the one that, that comes from the outside in, delivers oh, yeah. every single day. You yeah. all know who I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, and, but I didn't know it was going to make it on time. And so then I went and got another one, and I thought, all right, well – that one could make her look too big, and I <laughs> get this other one. And I'm like, I mean, I'm all over the map. She opens up three gifts, and they're all robes. But, oh no! Yeah, oh, but, you're kidding? Yeah, but then I'm I'm returning. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I, <laughs> But the other part of it. So here's how she got it, even with me. One of my gifts was one of those massage guns for her. Nice. Okay? Oh, That's nice. What I, That's got. What
2: I got my brother. Smart. Yeah. Smart. So
3: I got it, but it's fully intended for me to. <laughs> work worker so
2: there you go yeah good Love gifts that. good gifts uh got new luggage which uh was mm-hmm. uh, you know I always see the big present under the tree and since I don't live in New Jersey I'm mm-hmm. always like ah no nope. there's no way that I got the biggest box yeah oh I got the biggest box uh. there was a reason they were asking which suitcase I was bringing back to Jersey so that they could throw that one away leave it and leave I it packed behind. yeah I packed the new one up so that was very exciting um I see uh, on the text line, I'll pair this together, yeah, uh, the bag, courtesy yes. of our friend in uh, Orange Park, I got an attachment for my pressure washer. <laughs> Guess my wife wants me to clean the driveway more often. <laughs> um, similar to you, uh... I was honestly disappointed because my dad doesn't ask for a lot. He still has a lot of the same clothes he wore in 1985. Not like that he doesn't have the money for, he just chooses to, and I'm right. sure there's plenty of nooners out there that are the same. And so my sister historically, and you may have some children out there that are like this, folks, Um, since she was 11 years old, she legit writes her Christmas list, like, with specific, like, I want this brand of this perfume, I want this, this, this. My parents love it, because then you know exactly what to get her. And so we're talking, she is now 27 years old, and she still puts the sign up. (laughs) So this year, my dad decided to throw us all for a loop. And he wrote his own specific (laughs) list, which included, to the point about the pressure washer, there was uh, about a new leaf blower, which is what I bought him. Mm -hmm. There was the new uh, Polaris for the pool. A new, um, what's the machine? The... uh, the for for your when you're snoring too much. Oh, uh,
3: sleep CPAP. CPAP yeah, yeah. He had all I that listed. There we go. It. So
2: he had all that listed. Um, and I was just disappointed because we did go with the leaf blower, but to the pressure washer point, like you know, he was like. A month ago, the gift, she... ar- the gift arrived from Amazon, and my dad was like, I want to use it now. And I'm like, but I want to put it under the tree for you. Well,
4: let me say one more thing about that, uh-huh. okay? And I said this on the fifth quarter, and my mu- my wife got really mad. It was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve. So Hacker says, man, I got a nice gift ahead of time. My, wife, my wife got me a bidet, and, and it's wonderful, <gasps> okay? And then I said, Listen, after watching these last four weeks, I feel like I've had a bidet for the last <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> ah!
3: <laughs> That's a great line, Coach. I don't care what Kay says oh about that. God. That is a great line. Because it. there's there's some a is needed, I can just tell you that. <laughs> All right, so we will stay on that subject. But <laughs> bad Santa, bad gifts, definitely let us know, 641-1010. Uh, because... It sounds like we have creative work for all the people that, you know, you're shopping for, but that's fine. If that's what they want, that's what they get. Uh, Or like uh, the guy said, uh, my wife made sure that she knew, uh, I knew that she wanted that driveway cleaned. I got, uh, we have the white elephant, you know, where you always do. And it's kind of like it could be a helpful gift. It also could be a gag gift. You kind of go back and forth. So Mimi, as we call her, which is our kid's grandmother, uh, we got all these different gifts. And she opens it up, and it's a bottle of Daddle hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a gift card to a place to go eat spicy food. Right, and then there's a big box of dude wipes. <laughs> <laughs> and when she opened it up, and, is saw, a and saw dude wipes. <laughs> yeah, she about fell out. She absolutely had no that idea. That is funny. That's what good. What to do with that? <laughs> oh, all right. Six four one ten ten. Let's get back to the dudes. Okay. Doug was a dude here a year ago, okay? He led this team to the playoffs, ended the five-year playoff drought, and we thought this is the beginning of something special. We asked the question to you, Coach, you're going back for Jimmy's celebration in Dallas, and at least one of the textures feels like second year, or excuse me, second job after you've won a Super Bowl. In other words, it's your second go-around. They're not as successful, what do you think about that, that yeah trend? i I don't know about that
4: i mean uh you know it kind of depends on on how well you do drafting how well you do you know uh the, the whole organization yeah. the, the players you have all those things. I'm not sure that the coaching changes uh to be honest with you, but I will say uh you know he did make that comment about not letting it uh you know be one and done yeah. uh the, he may have to he may have to bring that one up again here because it's it, 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 there's a possibility. Because
3: because here's what I'm fighting. Okay, his personality is certainly it's evident. Okay, he's not a, a button pusher. He doesn't go over the rails uh, uh, and is a maniac of any kind. Right. He's always measured. He's calm. Even the headline out of the presser today was, "We got to work. You know, keep good positivity in right. this in this yeah. locker room." And yep. I totally get it. But at the same time, if he gives, hey, press Taylor. I want to be able to give you an opportunity to be a coordinator so you can prove yourself. I want to go get a first year uh, coordinator in, on the defensive side of Mike Caldwell. So you can prove yourself. This might be a little bit of a different Doug, whereas he probably still needs to maintain some intensity to, to, to get as much out of this team as he yeah, can. Yeah. I mean, I think and it, coaches.
4: I think it's important. Uh, you know, they, they what changes have they made? I mean, in the off season, they didn't really make any changes other than the receiver coach. And all of a sudden the receivers are not playing well. It's true. That's remember, the only, that's, that's the
2: only logical one that yeah. you can uh, look at and yeah. be like, this is a byproduct." Uh,
4: uh, yeah. And, and uh, unfortunately, you know, th- th- there was a reason that receiver coach was available. Available. Yeah. So, you know, and remember can, he was a darling. Yeah. yeah a well, I like, I yep. thought he was doing a great job, but, uh, you know, again, uh, the chemistry changes from year to year. And that's why I thought when you're talking about uh, Trent balky mm-hmm. you know, we, we kind of uh, sat on our hands here, to be honest with you. You know, on, on what we did between last year and this year, other than getting the offensive tackle that he had to get. Mm-hmm. But it looked like to me that they have such a good feeling about this team and what they had done and what they were going to do going forward. That they just tried to put guys into spots where they needed them, as opposed to maybe taking the best player available. Yeah, all right. Let's you you, you see what I'm saying oh. because because Bigsby, uh, th- there's running backs that were taken. After Undrafted, him, oh my gosh. that are yes. playing better, yeah. and 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 I think it was because we weren't very good in short yardage, so we went and got a guy that maybe was going to help us in short yardage, and you then know, rather than getting the best available player. Yeah, out
3: to there. steal Jim Morris' line, he hasn't
1: done diddly poo. Okay,
3: yeah. let's make this the ten ten take because this is right on the same subject that that I wanted
1: to hit. Now, Joe C's ten ten tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pit masters since 68. I've been preaching
3: that slow process with Sonny's forever because they know how to get it done, uh, and they make sure that they serve it to you fast. So if you're out and about, you want a great lunch or dinner, you're full of all that whatever you had for Christmas, just roll on into Sonny's and pick up some of that great rib, chicken, turkey, whatever the combo is, and all those great sides. But I can't help it. You know, I'm just going to preach on it. But here's another example. Tank Bigsby is an invisible human being, okay? As far as your Jaguar uh, fan base is concerned, they haven't seen enough of him. He was supposed to be basically the thunder and lightning in the backfield. Lightning from ETN, thunder from Tank. He looked good in the preseason, and then we've basically seen hardly anything of him. Meanwhile, another guy that was taken in the top three rounds, Yah-Yah DiAvi, Okay number 82 overall pick in the third round. And what did he do yesterday? Well, he got those fans down in Tampa town going, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Diaby,"
3: because he was all over the place, wreaking havoc, beating Luke Fortner, another third-round pick who's already a year into it, and many others on his way to the quarterback. So it's just one example of the long discussion that we've had. Trent Balky, while he's done some good things, basically remember all this, the chemistry. They didn't want to mess it up. They right. wanted to go out there and just basically put depth and let all these guys, first year guys grow into second year studs. That's the ten ten take. But it frustrates the heck out of well, me.
4: Well, you know, and, and 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 I'm in a I've been in a situation like that. We're we're over in uh Houston, uh playing Houston right. back when I was with the Cowboys mm-hmm. over in uh Mexico City, on one of those preseason games. Right. Jerry comes up to me and he says, do you want Deion Sanders after seven games? Well, I had my same group in the secondary from two Super Bowl wins. Okay. And I'm worried about the chemistry in the locker room. I said, well, you know what? I don't know Deion that well. He seems like he's awful. I don't know if he's a team guy. I don't want to upset anything. He goes to San Francisco. They beat us. He arm bars a guy because he's Deion Sanders. He arm bars Irvin. They don't call it. We lose. (laughs) I go to Jerry right he after the game. Forgotten. If we can get Deion Sanders for next year, let's get him. We get him and we win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You you take the best player available. Don't try to fill just fill a hole, and that's to me the the whole key to to drafting.
3: Yeah. Me, meanwhile, the Diabes, the Nakua's, the A chains, I, I call them A chain. You know all these guys. And heck, even look at the Rams. Not just Puka. They've got two defensive pass rushers. That are making place for that now. Football
4: now team. it's not an exact science. I know. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm 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 not really dinging. I, I'm dinging the philosophy, not Trent balky If but you, you understand this, what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, you remember the whole idea that they wanted to keep that chemistry, mm-hmm. develop those guys, right, Trayvon. Has developed, but he hasn't certainly lived up to what yeah, they were yeah, hoping. There's a guy.
4: There's a guy that, and and, and I'm I think he's improving mm-hmm. like crazy, and I think he's going to be a really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but there's a guy that wasn't on first team, second team, or third team exactly in the SEC. Yeah. So you, that's a real, you know, that's a a far out look. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen two, three years
2: down the road. They will study the Trayvon Walker draft experience, whether he ends up in the Hall of Fame or whether he doesn't. Like, that would be be nice if he
3: was trending in that direction. Right.
2: I mean, listen, he has steadily improved week to week. Yeah, but how about this? How about what
4: we've said? I've heard this on our our show, I've heard it on a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. Hey, Trevor, if uh, Trayvon Walker gets eight sacks this year, I'm going to be ecstatic because that Mm -hmm. means we're going to have a bunch of pressure on the quarterback.
3: Yeah. It he's got eight yeah. sacks. Right. Right. right, but it but it, it has hasn't, not. The problem
4: is, a, is that
2: he yeah. has eight, and the other that, one's got what fourteen and a half. Yeah, yeah. and that's it, it.
3: But that's it. No, no other. Well, actually, they're, double Rh R- got there the mm-hmm. other day. Yep. Yeah. Gostis has gotten there, but but you're right. You're right. That's in the, why in the it's very,
4: a team. It's a team effort. Right, in know? the very yeah.
3: general sense, there is not enough pressure on the quarterback. Exactly. The period. And Tyson Campbell, who at one point was, you know, hey, he's this, he's that, he's, and it may be. Due to injury in some yep. way, but he kind of got worked a little bit. That's yep. Mike Evans, you know, a, a certain Hall of Famer. Right. But that's what you're drafted to do. You're drafted to take those guys on. Yep. And he and the Cisco's of the world have not. Necess- and it was good news that they were both healthy and ready to go.
2: Right. But that's that's the bigger question, especially if you're just joining us. Um, the Jaguars did add a quarterback to the active roster, and Matt Barkley. Part of that is because if you sign someone from a practice squad, you have to add them to the active roster for three weeks, and so. That's part of the roster finagling. Mm. Um, But for me, what is so concerning is that this was supposed to be the big third year from Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, although it's really his second year, I know, Walker Little, Andre Sisco, Tyson Campbell. And those last three, and perhaps even the first one, if you want to go that route as well, the injuries have just mounted to a point where, listen, like we said, if you tell the coach you're healthy, you can go, then you gotta go. You gotta perform. But now it's to a point where can you, in good conscience, extend any of those five yeah. this off season? And yeah. now, what does that do for you financially moving forward into the last two years of Trevor Lawrence's rookie deal? Well,
4: throw Ridley in there.
2: You could. He's playing technically on a contract year. Throw Ridley
4: in there mm-hmm. because the way he's performed, for whatever reason, whether he's not getting open, whether he's making bad decisions, yeah, you know, on routes. Uh, whether or not uh, the quarterback is not getting him the ball. uh, For one reason or another, I don't see him being a a, a number one receiver. No. no. Not when you look at Amari Cooper or, a uh, you know, these guys, T. Higgins or some of these guys that are out there,
5: Chase. Yeah.
4: uh, You know, he's not in that category right now. Now, do you give him a multi-multi-million dollar contract? I don't know. That's, that's an issue yeah, that's right, right out there.
3: <laughs> right now, me thinks no. We'll say on that subject. You guys hit us on the text line, Designed by Lifetime Enclosure, six four one ten ten. 1010 Talking about your Jags now with four straight Ls. They, they've got to get it done last game at the bank coming up New Year's Eve against the Carolina Panthers. XL primetime in the Frangie slow, Show slot. Thanks for joining us.
1: 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family, call 396-5555. Jacksonville, this is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL.
2: Final score, Buccaneers 30. Jaguars 12. I know it's been 48 hours. You're trying to push that as far away from your mind as you possibly can, but this is the first time that we are coming to you on XL Primetime since that fourth straight loss for your Jaguars. Doug Peterson met with reporters this afternoon and was asked if in order to create a spark, perhaps a change in the play caller could provide that spark.
6: You know, the one thing that I I, I know um, being around this league, look, Everybody wants to point the finger somewhere and, and you know we've got to do a better job at taking care of the football. It's not about the plays, it's not about all the you know we've got to tackle better and we got to take care of the football. Bottom line. We do those two things. those give us a chance to win football games. If we don't, then then we're going to be sitting here you know uh, talking about this again. So um, to me that's that's the, the, the glaring, the glaring differences right now between between winning and losing.
2: What say you hearing that, Coach Campo, Joe Coward?
3: Well, I I like I said earlier, I feel like he's trying to be patient with his play caller and not not read him the Riot Act and not get on him because he's worried about press pressing. Okay, well, it's your job. You are the head coach. And even though I do believe and I do believe he has a heck of a lot to say with the game plan, what they construct coach going into the game. But there does come a time where if you're trying to you know, give this play caller a long leash, it's going to end up costing you in the end if you're not careful.
4: Well, he's either too nice a guy. Which
3: might be the, the situation right now. Or
4: he doesn't think that the play calling is the issue. Mm-hmm. One or the other. Okay. And so, That's... to me, uh, if, if if you're looking at why we're losing games – Because we ran a reverse in a situation is not why we lost the game. No, Where where we lost the game was we didn't tackle and we turned the ball over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, realistically, if I'm the head coach and somebody asks me that question, first of all, I'm not throwing a press Taylor under the bus. Yeah. And number two, I'm going to tell it like it is. We didn't block. We didn't tackle. He he left out blocking. Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Cause Cause that's he got uh, the tackling the and,
4: the, and the turning the ball away, but he didn't hit the blocking part. Yeah. I personally would have hit all three of those. Yeah, and then and then you go from there. But everybody's a little different. I think Doug is is uh, really conscious of the fact that uh, that that he 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 picked these coaches, and you know he's got to be careful. You know, with getting too much on the coaches in front of everybody. That was Urban Meyer's problem. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And you can choose to be critical, and he has said, going back to the early loss, the Monday Night Football game early December, it is December. None of these guys are rookies anymore. Right. Trevor said the same thing. Yes. But at the same time, it does look like there are still gaping holes in a lot of key areas, and both of those guys are involved in them, Doug and Trevor. They're both involved.
2: And I Absolutely. My question, since it's been sent to us on the tax line, mm-hmm. I've seen it all over Twitter. We probably are going to effort getting someone from this camp on later this week, especially in light of who the matchup is. I think those of you who have followed this media market for long enough can connect the dots with what I'm about to say. The article from Mike Kay from when Doug Peterson was relieved of his duties in Philadelphia and tying that to his commitment to Press Taylor becoming his offense coordinator and Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie having issue with that. Mm-hmm. Is it a similar situation? Is it a different situation? I know I've talked to a couple people. They say Press Taylor, in reality in Philadelphia, was a mid-ranking assistant coach who certainly was involved in the game planning, but this is a different situation. There are also those who say that Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, different personalities, different quarterbacks. But coach, you, you can't deny that this pairing is once again being questioned. Even if it's a complete, completely different situation, it's that duo once again that's being questioned.
4: Well, that's what us media people do. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're on this side, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, again, I as a as a coach, if I think the look, if I think the guy's not doing a good job, I'm firing him.
5: Okay.
4: It's my it's my time that that's my job because you're in it's charge a, right yeah. now there were situations that i wasn't in charge in dallas and mm-hmm. couldn't do what i wanted to do but he's in charge and if he doesn't think that guy I, i'll guarantee you i don't ha- care how nice a guy he is right if he thinks that press taylor's the issue he's going to take the play calling over mm mm-hmm.
3: All right, let's use another example here. Uh, And and let's just at least bounce around the league just for a quick Mm -hmm. second, okay? Because the Kansas City Chiefs are reeling right now, okay? They're a lot like Jacksonville in a lot of ways, other than they have hardware that they're trying to defend. They won the Lombardi last year. They were good. Uh, And they are now in a situation where they've kind of just found themselves in a funk. They don't know what's going on. Well, we all know what's going on. Guys aren't catching the football And Pat Mahomes is maybe trying to do everything like we're describing Trevor, trying to do everything here because that receiving core is the king of drops. Now, you know what's happened, and this is also maybe something that's happening here. If you don't have anybody on the edge to threaten, scare, make that defense respect you, then everyone's coming to the line of scrimmage. That's true. Everyone's walking up to the line of scrimmage. And guess what? Evan Ingram's the only guy right now that you can kind of count on here. Yep. Who's the only guy there that you can kind of count on? Travis Kelsey. Actually should say it was pre-Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Because he is full
2: on. <coughs> and Rishi it, Rice has been okay. Yeah,
3: I, he is he is full on I, in a Swifty I, uh, situation I, I, I right think,
4: now. I think she's wearing him out.
3: <laughs> she she is getting the best of, of 87. Because uh, all I could think of was women weaken legs, Rock. And, and because he's just not the same guy and then we were we were kind of laughing joking around sitting watching the game and tld pulled out a great seinfeld reference only uh, matt and jj can truly appreciate this but remember when elaine was with the sax player, yes, and then all of a sudden he could not play the saxophone exactly. anymore. Exactly.
4: That's what's happened. Yeah, and that's exactly what I said to Kay this <laughs> this morning, and she got I mad that at that. Got... She, <laughs> know, yeah. that was, she thought that was kind of a, a, a gross statement in some well, way.
3: Yeah, but it's listen, it's not, <laughs> it's not impossible, okay? It's not impossible. But just getting to that, okay? Eric Biennemi was considered a guy that would get in people's faces. Right. that he would challenge players to do their job. Right. And that was kind of like you could say Andy Reid good guy, uh, Eric Bieniemy, you know, good cop, bad cop kind of deal, mm-hmm. but he got the results. There's no question minus Tyreek Hill and the other guys that have said goodbye to Kansas City, they ain't the same. And Pat Mahomes as great as he is, if you don't have all those other guys out there, absolutely, it's going to catch up to you.
2: And yeah. that's, you know, what's crazy to think about, coach, is that they said bye to Tyreek Hill because they said we're going to take that money and we're going to build a defense, which they have. Their yeah. defense is pretty yeah, darn pretty good. good. Right. And they said we're going to find other role players. We'll try to fortify our offensive line. And while that defense is now elite and can keep them in games, I mean, do you look back? And, yes, hindsight's 2020, but would you have rather kept Tyreek?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I watched Tyreek. Yeah, I watched Tyreek
5: this weekend against the
4: Cowboys. I'd rather have kept right Ty- Tyreek. Uh, yeah, I mean he's a you know that that's kind of the Deion Sanders thing. You know there yeah. are some guys out there that you know you 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 don't get rid of. You know? Yeah,
3: I, I think you can't help it. You look at what's the gaping hole, and then you look at who's gone.
4: Yeah, well you look at uh, uh, Charles Haley back in mm-hmm. the day for us. He was mm-hmm. the difference maker in us winning Super Bowls, in my opinion. The yeah. one guy. Yeah. Deion Sanders, one guy. Yeah. You know, that that but at the same time, you know, you, you can't pay everybody. That's you know, that's why sometimes there's a window there where, you know, if you're paying your quarterback, you gotta find some money somewhere. Yeah. And they you know, immediately to keep the team going.
3: Yeah. They immediately made sure that he went back to the highest paid quarterback in the league. Right. But Chris Jones needed to get paid, and yep. that was probably the biggest expense that they were looking at whenever they made the decision right. to say goodbye to Tyreek. And, and the Cheetah was making big demands, too.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, so the, and really, the, the Chiefs, uh, he's not the only guy. You know, Pacheco has been hurt.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So all of a sudden, the running game's not exactly what it was before. Right. exactly. Yeah.
3: And they you spent know, a first-rounder on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, yeah. who didn't who's work not, out. Who's not really playing yeah. that well. And then they get a seventh-rounder in Paco, just, just balling. It's
4: it's not a – it's not a, I, uh, uh, Exact science. Oh, exact here's, the other science.
3: Part of it. here's the other part of it. They overspent to get Jawan Taylor, paid him $80 million, guaranteed him sixty, said he was going to play left tackle, then he moves to right, and – We've had this discussion. I kept expecting that offensive line to dip because of Donovan Smith, not because of Juwan, because of Donovan Smith. Right. Well, anyway, Donovan held up okay. At least they could mask their problems up right. front because of what Mahomes you know, magic he could create when he needed it. Donovan right. Smith goes out, next guy comes in, and boy, are they bad right yeah. now.
2: And they're yeah. discussing it right now on NFL Live, just how paltry it's been. I mean, statistically, this is the worst season on offense for Kansas City under Andy well, Reid. Yeah. 2.4 yards per rush for Isaiah Pacheco against the Raiders. The other side of it, though, is what Antonio Pierce has been able to do with Las mm. Vegas, which I want to get to that in a second. But it's how he and the defensive coordinator sat down and came up with the game plan, which was, let's go back to the 2020 Super Bowl. How did the Bucks beat the Chiefs? They put Patrick Mahomes in a blender, and they were bullying them. And they said, we're just going to be physical, and we're going to play man defense, Mm -hmm. and we're going to make his life hack, which I know sounds like coach speak, but you can speak to it, coach. What they did yesterday was strategic. And that's why I believe, and I'm going to read the quote after you respond uh, from Antonio Pierce, what the win meant to them. But I just think they came in with a better game plan, and that's the reality of the situation right now. That's
4: that's Todd Bowles number two. He yep. did the same thing to us this weekend. He looked at us and he said, "Hey, we 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 can cover them, mm-hmm. and we can rush him. and that's what he did. He got aggressive and he made uh, us make mistakes, and You're- we couldn't we couldn't balance the game up to where they had to." Question whether or not they were coming too much. We didn't get anything off of it. There have been some situations where teams have blitzed us over the last four weeks and receivers have not responded to the blitz and not knowing the hots. Uh, I mean, there's there's a myriad of things that are happening. That that, uh, And when it's a quarterback-centric situation, the quarterback has to make up for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, Trevor's not practicing. So you add all those things up. And and it's a it's a different dynamic right now, and that's why that they were eight and three, and now they're eight and seven.
2: Right, and Mahomes is practicing. Yes, and that's the reason they're nine and six. I yeah. think right now yeah. mm-hmm. is they they're not getting on the same page. Right, because well, he's got receivers that yeah, are running and the wrong t- route. And
4: Tyree Ca- Hill is a big part of that one, and right. and maybe Christian Kirk is the same way with this situation. Yeah. Right.
2: Here is the quote from Antonio Pierce, by the way. Mm-hmm. I just love this because I want this guy. And granted, he you know, he, was, nostalgia for me yeah. from the Giants run when I was growing up, the Super Bowl run in 2008, like right. undrafted guy, becomes the face of the franchise, right. physical, bully type. I understand everything that went wrong in college. We, we'll put that off to yeah. the side. The quote, I believe, we believe, this is what the hell we do. Let's smoke our ish, let's talk our ish. This is the Raiders' gosh darn way. Yeah. And
3: that's how he was raised. Yes. heck yes. He was raised on silver and black, absolutely. And those teams had attitude back right, then. Right. And and honestly, they went into a place it ain't easy to go absolutely. in and win. Absolutely, I've
4: been there. I know. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's so tough you know what environment. Okay, and
3: by the way, when it was all said and done, Aiden O'Connell
2: mm-hmm. and the
3: Raiders yep. with. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Was it Jacoby Myers, whoever he kept yeah. going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. he kept Because, because De- Hunter
2: Renfro dropped a couple passes.
3: And, and Devontae was getting doubled and all this right. kind of stuff. He had to keep going back to the well, and there was no Josh Jacobs. Right. They went with Zaire White. And, and honestly, that was a balling win. Okay, yep. Jacksonville went to Arrowhead twice last year, had enough to beat him, couldn't, and Antonio Pierce, and Aiden Flipping O'Connell went in there and took one from, yeah, from now, the front. Yeah, now how
4: chair. much you want to bet he doesn't get the job?
2: I know that's He's not what I was going to get ask. the job. You don't think he is?
4: Nope. Really? Nope. Because he already had one. It was a special teams coach that took over. besides? Versace, he had he took him to the playoff too. Yeah, he got yeah. him to the playoff. He had playoffs. him playing too.
2: But di- but isn't that the prime example of fool me once, shame on yeah, you, fool maybe. me twice, I'm not going to make the maybe. same mistake if you're Mark Davis? Maybe. So my poppy, of course, one of our favorite recurring characters on this program, mm. says to me yesterday, because I said to him, as soon as the second turnover for a score happens, right. I'm like, they need to give him the full-time job. Yeah. They and have no choice. Cool. And, he's, and he pipes up and says, and he's probably listening right now, yeah, but what if Belichick's available? Yeah. You think Mark Davis, and maybe it's not Belichick, but maybe it's a Ben Johnson, maybe it's another high-flying. He uh, said, you think that Mark Davis is really going to give the job to Antonio Pierce over one of those big names?
4: And be honest with you, how many interims have you seen get the job? Succeed, yeah. There's a lot of guys that are turned down. You know, uh, uh, who's the quarterback uh, for the – the quarterback coach for the Chargers that was mm-hmm. with the Cowboys. Yeah, oh, Callum Kellen Moore. Yeah, yeah, he turned the job down. Yeah. He he Which... turned the interim job down because yeah. he knows that's a that's a bad scene if things but, go well maybe yeah. maybe but yeah. if they don't you're you're out you're the, you'll the never
3: guy yeah you're you're the reason you'll never have one it, it it is true not too many of them do it but if they finish out on a, on a dub string yeah. then it might be really really tough for him to do it yeah. uh i i speaking of assistant coaches and whatnot uh, this is off the text line and and charles brings up a great point i i he may have figured it out not me because you wonder what if uh, any pack losing Jim Bob Cooter would have. I guess we have an answer now. Yeah, Jim Bob. He's the one. He's the Cooter left town. Oh. And he's the one. Cowford hasn't been the same since. Well, they lost a great name. That's yeah. for
4: sure. Yeah. And he did
2: know. go to the Colts. And the Colts are in playoff contention. So, yeah. maybe it was Jim Bob all along. That's maybe. who it always was. Um, some other news from around the National Football League. Um, first, we begin with. Man, oh, man, you Gators can't catch a break. Did you see this about an hour ago, Joe? Yeah. The Cardinals are waving cornerback Marco Wilson, their 2021 fourth-round pick, started in Arizona, played 43 games over the last three seasons. And by the way, Marco was a little bit of
3: a success story. Yes. Because we were talking about, and he was pre-Cory Raymond, but just the success story of guys that weren't necessarily all that good or great in Gainesville. They go into the league. Long arms, they could run fast, you know, all that stuff. And he made a a decent living for a while, that's for sure. And there's other guys that were drafted high, like Uh, Uh, Kyrie Elam, yeah, yeah. who's been benched and and hurt. Henderson.
2: Henderson. The list goes on. Uh, So we'll we'll pivot. We'll get away from that Gator talk. We'll save that for tomorrow. Um, Some other significant news, especially for those of you playing for Fantasy Football Championships this weekend, Um, TJ Hawkinson officially has torn his mcl and acl and they do not expect he will be ready um he'll be back in the 2024 season but obviously that puts the start of his 2024 season in question and obviously means he's out for the rest of the year for the vikings good
4: player good player too really and they
3: made the decision remember they went bold and went and got (coughs) him and brought him over inside the division a year ago and so yeah that's crazy
2: And then one more that uh, does involve the Jaguars a little bit, given that the Browns are playing on Thursday night, even though most of you have probably already chalked this up as a win for Joe Flacco and the dog pound. Um, The Jets have ruled out Zach Wilson. He remains in the concussion protocol. And so Trevor Simeon will start again for Cleveland on Thursday night at MetLife Stadium. Yeah,
3: unreal, unreal. All right, let's throw a bold fact out there right now. Casey Dobson, if you don't mind.
1: Here's a bold fact. Brought to you by Bold City Brewery, Duval's first craft brewery, online at boldcitybrewery.com. You can definitely find
3: them down there on Roselle Street, the production house, and then, of course, Bold City downtown. But we had a great time over in Riverside, just off of Stockton, so make sure you make plans to join us. Friday afternoon, this time slot, we will be at Bold City Brewery uh, getting ready. For New Year's Eve. It'll be, uh, is that New Year's Eve, Eve, or EVVVV? Eve, 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 Eve? One of them. Friday, we hope that you will drop on by and check out Bold City Brewery. A uh, streak came to an end over the weekend, the NFL weekend. Name the team that had a turnover, forced a turnover every single week of the National Football League season, and it came to an end this weekend.
2: It's got to be the San Francisco 49ers because they lead the league in turnovers.
4: I don't think it's San
2: Francisco. No? Hmm.
4: I don't know who it is, though.
2: Hmm.
3: Casey's looking for our Jeopardy music just so we can. (laughs) Jose knows me all too well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He noticed the awkward silence and was like, huh? (laughs)
3: Yeah, there you go. Do, do, do,
2: do. Didn't have a turnover. (laughs)
3: Looking for the music. I think it's the Niners.
2: I'm going with the Niners. All right,
3: you're going to roll with the Niners,
4: coach? I'll, I'll roll with the Niners.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. It came to an end this week. They had forced a turnover in 19 straight games. The Indianapolis Colts.
2: Wow. Whoa. We did not see that one coming.
3: Every game this year they have forced. If you think about some of those defensive touchdowns that you've seen from them yeah. uh, through the course of the uh, season. Well, believe it or not, against the Falcons, they did not force a turnover. So yeah. the, the Colts, their their little run came to an end, and that's really the only good news. About Jacksonville losing, Kansas City losing, Houston losing, Indianapolis losing. So you There still, it is. Yeah, there it is. He found it. He'll have it for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yahtzee. And so the the you know, this is a this is what I call a slow mule race. Okay. This isn't a, a battle of thoroughbreds. It's the fact that you can't get out of, you know, like this race that's going on right now. You should be in a position where you could have taken care of the AFC South yet. You've still given life to the other two. Yeah, no question.
4: Division. I mean and and it really it, it's a it's a testament. Even though we look at ourselves as not playing well, it's a testament to the parity in this mm-hmm. in this league. It's true. There's only th- is it three or four now, uh, maybe four now that are eliminated out of the AFC. Yeah out of playoff
2: contention. I believe there's twenty some odd teams still technically with a chance yeah, so you to make the postseason, which is yeah. a record.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah, coach. So, uh, from, from a fan's perspective, okay, we, we've had all these injuries to the offensive line. Is there not a way, like, do we not still have time to go pick up a player, bring somebody in, have them try out, anything? Can, can we do that?
4: Yeah, it's too late. I mean, at this point right now, unless somebody gets cut, you know, and, and the problem is we're way down the list in the waiver wire. So, it's hard to wave, get a wave guy in. And, it, it, you know, the offensive line's the toughest place to find guys. You know, they either you either draft them or you uh, get a, a guy well, I, that's a veteran that's been there in, in, at the end of his yeah, career. You,
3: you leave the watering hole at closing time. You get home. You're absolutely starving. You open up the fridge, and there ain't nothing there. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. There isn't anything, quote, left in the cupboard uh, because anyone who needed somebody has basically gotten them, yeah. and that's why all of a sudden – they're welcoming Cam Robinson back with yeah, open arms. Exactly. You know, and like,
2: Doug said this afternoon, back, right, Doug said this afternoon, he doesn't think it's a matter of not having the horses for courses. He just believes that they haven't had their best five on the field together
3: yeah,
2: I, at any point this season.
3: But I just, I don't agree with it. I don't uh, believe it. I, I, because it is, I'm just, I'm yeah, just no, no, that I'm out just saying there. I don't believe it because yeah. it's, he's saying it, but I'll give you an example. What did he say? Walker Little is our left guard. Well, yeah. now he's. He's our swing tackle yeah. when Cam comes back. So, Ezra's a better guard, and that's what I believed all along. Yeah. You know that.
4: Yeah, the problem it, is he, he may be right at left guard. Yeah. He may move little to left guard. He might, but right. he did
3: say swing tackle yeah. today. So Oh, he did say yeah. swing yeah. tackle said Yeah, well, tonight? he said when
2: Cam comes back, that would be the plan. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: And so, yeah. uh, look, he again, this is positivity, okay? This is positivity, Coach Peterson. Trying to say all the right things, and when we get them out there, they're going to be our best five. Yeah. I get what he's saying, here's, but the
4: results aren't there. Here's what here's where I have a uh, an issue. You know, not an issue, but it's kind of what's happening to us. You remember I said one a guy that I was with said that Ezra Cleveland mm-hmm. was the best lineman that Minnesota had mm-hmm. athletically, but if there was big guy on him, he had a little problem with with push, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You got the same thing with the center. You got the same thing with the right guard now, in my opinion. What are you going to do? You're gonna, they're, they're part of your best five. How can you say if we don't have our best five out there? Right. The only way you can do anything is that every one of those three guys can pull and can get on the edge and do some things like that. That's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, they're not, you know, they can't knock anybody off the ball and they're getting knocked back in the quarterback. Well, what do you do with that? You get the quarterback on the perimeter. That's what you have to do. And then when
3: they did run
4: some traps and counters, they were successful. Yeah.
2: Right. So where does that fall? Yeah. Why is that not happening?
4: And hey, I, I can't answer that one. I, if I, I'm looking at it from a coach's standpoint. We right. got to do something different here. So,
2: who's the one who has to say we need to run more traps and Oh, counters? The head
4: coach has got exactly. to say.
3: All right. So, uh, this is the other one that jumped out at me. And I'm sure you both remember this. But when you're talking about going heavy, and you mentioned this in our uh, Campo and Joe podcast last week, is that if you go, in other words, bring another tight end in or whatever, put less guys in the pattern. You're going to give Trevor more time. Well, you would also think it would, would be the same with the run game. They pulled Luke Farrell in the hole. He missed his block. Yes. And it was Levante David that blew up t- yep. et- ATN, just blew him up. Yep. Those things, that is lack of success. And it's not like you that, haven't coached in and, and, and 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 practice.
4: And that's really w- what Doug is saying. We got we to tackle, we got to block, and yeah. we can't turn the ball over. Yeah. If I've got to take a sack, I got to take a sack. Yeah. Don't throw the ball where somebody else is going to catch it. If you're a receiver, you better run the route that the quarterback knows you're gonna run, or mm-hmm. else there's gonna be an issue. And and I think they got into that kind of that mode of so-so when when Ridley in, in training camp, you remember the mm-hmm. story? He makes a great catch. I yeah. went to Press Taylor, I said, Man, that was a super catch. That guy's unbelievable. He goes, Yeah, but he didn't run the right route. <laughs> We should have known that. Well, that was going back to to training camp.
2: We need a clip that, we by the way. That's then. the clip that needs to <laughs> you know, be sent out from today's that wasn't program. Wasn't
4: the route we called? Oh. And, and, and
2: we should have known then.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm just You know, I'm just bringing that up, but that's you know kind of where we're at right now.
2: I'm going to need you to repeat that story for Denny Thompson when he enters yeah. the fray here at 1010XL yeah. you know, headquarters. A, one other thing. Yeah. yeah.
4: And I said this the other the night on the fifth quarter. This team reminds me of a team that has been so confident and has been pumped up over and over and over again that when something happens, it's almost like their attitude is, don't worry about it. We got this. We've been here before. Mm -hmm. I've heard those things from Mm -hmm. guys in their their,
2: interviews. In that locker room. Mm -hmm.
4: You know we're okay. Yeah, well, we're fine. Well, they're not fine. Yeah, have lost four in a row. Somebody better jump up and say, "Hey, we're not fine. We right. better put the metal, the pedal to the metal in this one, or yeah. else uh, we're we're going to be home for Christmas yeah, and it's that, home it's, for the New Year's."
3: It's that self scouting. We don't have this, and we got to figure out how to get this, right? Because it is slipping away. That's for sure. Right. All right, I use this as a segue. Mia's going to slip away. Because she's getting ready for helmets and heels, and so you guys will have six o'clock launch.
2: Yes, um, the Mia and Taylor show with R.J. Saunders. Mm-hmm. So I love it. it's going to be an exciting little crew. We get R.J. back on helmets and heels for the first time, I believe, since he came back from Houston. So uh-huh. very excited to have our our buddy R.J. with us, and uh, of course we will also recap uh, the week that was in Jaguar Land, and then of course if you are into. Uh, College basketball or, I don't know, some other NFL teams, we're Mm -hmm. definitely going to dive into. And I know Coach Campo asked Taylor when she sat down during the update. We will dive into the hot seat for NFL coaches. Taylor obviously also has, you know, another life covering the Bears outside of 1010XL's walls and um, pretty plugged in. Is Matt Eberflus on the hot seat? Is Justin Fields going to be dealt? Because technically, Coach, They got a pretty big win over the weekend. They are still alive, even though they're also alive for a top 10 pick in addition to the Panthers pick. Right, right.
3: And uh, Matt Eberflus is a guy that you know, and he's got to be feeling a little. But he did pull strings. He took chances when he needed to, and we'll find out whether it works or not. All right, me enjoy uh, the 5 o'clock hours. You You take a break, and then get ready for Helmets and Heels. That'll be coming up at 6 o'clock. Denny Thompson, we mentioned him, the quarterback whisperer. Before you know it, he's in the room. That's how quiet he is. He's going to be here with us in the 5 o'clock hour. XL Primetime, Beaver, Chevy, Beaver, Toyota, they bring you today's show. Joe C, Coach Campo, and Casey holding it down.
1: 1010XL 10, 10 is presented by Barra and Farah. Exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-555 Jacksonville. This is XL Prime Time. Protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. <laughs>
3: Feels a little bit like a crazy train the month of December, that's for sure. Five o'clock hours here. If you're tuning in, you're like, Where's Frank? Hayes, Lauren, RJ. Well, it's XL primetime, little drive time, primetime takeover. You could call it that. As we hang out until six o'clock, Joe C., Coach Campo hanging out with us for the entire show before he heads off to Dallas. And we've got our quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson, in the house.
0: Denny, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. I'm coming with a ton of questions for Coach Campo, too. Oh, you're yeah. going to quiz him instead of us quizzing you? I was really excited when you texted me earlier and said, yep. yeah, it's, it's going to be me and Coach. I'm like, yep. I'm about to wear Coach's ears out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the, the fans out there are a little worn out right now, okay? Yeah. So I don't know if we, if we can wear them out anymore, but you throw questions his way just as easily as we can throw them your way. If you want to get in, you can hit the text line at 641-1010, ask a question of Coach or Denny, the quarterback whisperer. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm walking back in. And I'm like, Denny, how can you fix what's going on here? And I feel like we might spend this first seg on two or three NFL quarterbacks before we get to the college game. But Trevor just does not appear to be himself. Coach says he's taking on too much. I think there's culpability on his part as well. He's not playing well.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it became kind of obvious to me during that game. <laughs> they got a real problem here offensively because the way defenses are playing them, like, they're taking away the short game. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, this is all a game of angles and numbers, right, Coach? I mean, that's really what the whole game is about, is angles and numbers, leverage, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have numbers in the run game. The Jags don't have numbers. It, it, the way that defenses are playing them, like I, the way that they're calling plays is the way that they should be calling plays. They're just not executing. I mean, I sat there and watched Baltimore basically play man free against them at times and like wait wait that's not supposed to happen when you've got ridley and you've got all these guys all these weapons You're like we're so
3: there's no fear from the defense
0: well it's either no fear of the receiver or no fear of 16 actually having time for them to do damage okay. it's it's okay. like it's one of those things but then just as quickly as i can say that you also say but this is where quarterbacks are made Mm-hmm. Like this is that time of year where it's like, "Dadgum, they're not playing well," but man, he made enough plays; he we ended up winning the football game. And so that's not happening either. So I, you know, I'm sitting here. Is it a is it a personnel? Everybody's injured. Everybody in the entire NFL is injured. Right, right. I mean, you turn on a game, it's backup quarterbacks galore. Everybody has excuses. Is it a personnel issue? Mm-hmm. Is it a scheme issue? Like, are we not able to take advantage of maybe? Hold on, me back up. See now, y'all got me excited, Coach. Yeah, he's Now fired I'm up talking. Now. Yeah, now we're talking ball. I'm gonna look at Coach so I can stay here. Because let's assume you take the quarterback out of the equation for a second. You're eleven on ten, right, Coach? Yep. Yep. At that point, like it's you have to at as an offense, you have to take advantage of whatever angle or number they give on give you, and they can't do that right now. They yeah. it, they just they can't find a way. We talk about run
4: the ball. They can't. Yeah. That that's a problem. The problem is that they can't. They're they're limited in what they can do because personnel is dictating what they can and can't do, and the defenses are looking at this offense and saying, hey, we can cover them, and we can pressure them. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're in trouble. Feasting and for that. All of a sudden, because we don't have that ability, in my opinion, to run the football, that's the issue.
0: So you're going to have to at some point line up and say, I know that I'm not supposed to run against this look, but we're going to run against this look.
4: Yeah, and that's the other part of the problem. You said it. It's They're looking and saying, hey, they got too many of us here. I'm going to check off to this, and the receivers are not doing what they're checking off to. Right, right. And that's what you just said. You said they, they, they are not. Being able to do so, uh, what they have to do in that situation. Tell
3: Denny the quick story that you told before about the Calvin Ridley catch in preseason. I know he probably has heard it before, but he still needs to hear well, it. Well,
4: no, I, I said uh, I was in preseason, uh, in uh, training camp, mm-hmm. and and uh, he made a fantastic catch on an on an out. I mean, it was. I said to myself, "Man, this guy, he's gonna, he's not gonna have any problem yeah. coming in here yeah. doing it." So I saw Press Taylor after the game. I said, to Press, I said, Press. I said, that was an unbelievable catch by Ridley. He goes, yeah, but uh, he didn't run the right route. And I said, well, how, how can that happen? How can uh, – is that good for the quarterback? And he said, well, you know, as long as they're on the same page. Well, they're not on the same page, obviously.
0: I, that to me at this point is is the story, I think, is – you're so deep into this, coach, that if you're still planning on zero to be in a certain place at a certain time, that's bad coaching. Yeah. That right. that I mean, now you know what you've got from this. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're still a very talented team. I, I, I'm a little confused because I think Doug Peterson is extremely talented on scheming up matchups, and we don't see that happening yeah. a whole lot. But at the end of the day, like, you can sit in a coverage or a defense if you have zero fear that they're going to put together 12 plays and go all the way down the field. Yeah. And that's not happening. It's not So really all you have to do is say we're not going to let them run the ball and we're not going to let them beat us deep because they can't go 12 plays down the field, and, and that's the way. Y'all, when you lose four games in a row, it is obvious, and you're this talented, it is obvious that the league has figured something out, and they, right. are, they are pushing on your weakness right now every single week. And until you figure that out, you will not win a football game. It's a blueprint.
3: Yeah, you came in fired up. Now you're firing me up because i got 14 questions I'm going to try and jam in. But the one that just immediately popped for me is that Baker Mayfield looks more poised, polished, can see the field, operating in the pocket, under duress, and is not freaking out. Okay? That's a good line. It is a good line. Tristan Worth moving over the left side has definitely been beneficial for them. But I thought of this, Denny, are the Buccaneers better this year with Baker Mayfield than they were this time a year ago with Tom Brady? In other words, the 23 version of Baker versus the 22 version of Brady. They actually look better right now because of how Baker's operating.
0: Well I mean I think they're better from the sense of you've got a guy who can move it around a little bit and's got a really really strong arm so he can get to a lot of throws a lot easier but they certainly are not better from the aspect of put him in a situation where he's got to make a hard protection check mm-hmm. or he's got to make a you know it's you got one of these third and eights that coaches era came up with this defense where you don't know where anybody's coming from <laughs> right and if you haven't seen that a million times, man, good luck. I mean, that's where that's where the Brady's – and that's where I think – that's Trevor's next big jump. is. Yeah, I see what you're doing, but, you know, I got a number 11 over here, and you don't know who he is, but I know what he does well, and so my counter to what you're doing is this. And 11's comfortable with it, and, and we're just not seeing that.
3: All right, that. but it still – it sounds like a dumb question, but we're talking about two number one picks. One is now – has been in the league now three seasons. The other one has been given up on – more than once by more than one team. And Baker looked like he was operating. And is it just simply because of the line? Because Well, actually, line and receivers. Because he was operating at a much higher clip than Trevor was. Well, I, so, Yeah, so.
0: and I'm very careful to compare quarterbacks like that mm-hmm. because the other thing that Baker had is he didn't have people – suffocating him right up the middle of his.
4: Absolutely. That difference. is. That's the difference. Yes.
0: That, that is I mean. a, the worst feeling that a quarterback can have is man. I've got people at my feet right now and I can't go anywhere. And that's the problem is we're getting that push like right up the middle of the gut and you can't do anything about it.
3: I looked at you coach and I swear, unless I'm just dreaming Baker had bodies on him. Well, now, now granted that, there was a cleaner pocket. There's no yeah. doubt about it.
4: Yeah. And and to to be honest with you, the receivers can make a difference there too. Okay. Sure, you yeah, know, sure. I mean, is it, it, a getting open, yeah. get open. You know, well, and coach. The other thing is,
0: one was playing with the lead. Yeah, yeah, right. One yeah. was playing with the lead, and I and I I have learned to to appreciate how big of a deal that is. Yeah, <laughs> on Sundays is, man. If you're playing with the league, those those guys don't pin their ears back like they do mm-hmm. on the other side. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I mean, there's there's teams that are built for that. You think of the old Peyton Manning teams, you think about Patriot teams when they were throwing the ball 50 times a game, they had no right. running game. Right. The Jags aren't built for that. It's, I'm not, it's nothing against their offensive line. They just they don't have the depth. They are a team that runs the ball off of the pass. We've said that all year long. Not right. saying I agree with it, right. Right. but their passing game has to be going. They like a lot of the horizontal action on the passing game as well, largely to open up the middle. For their running game, and they just they had they they they're not doing any of it right now.
3: Yeah, that's the part that's getting me more than anything else. You guys got a question 641 six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. We've got Denny Thompson hanging out with us for a couple of segments. Our quarterback whisper along with Coach Campo and and you know I I just look at that operation and it's we're talking about an offensive coordinator first year down there in Canales. Is that how you say his name? Anyway, he'd been up in Seattle for a long time. Certainly knows what he's doing, but. You're talking. Doug Peterson knew Todd Bowles very well. Todd Bowles knew Doug very well, and that team defensively and offensively got over. Their coordinators got over on these coordinators.
0: Yeah, they did. I, I still, I'm not going to go all coaching on this, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really believe this is just a, a an execution thing, and yep. and 16 is included in that. Yeah, like, I I, I yeah. just know what you're watching. There is at some point. If they're gonna have that many people in the box, then they're going to have an extra gap covered or they're going to have an angle that you're going to have to beat, and the Jags haven't done that. And you can't scheme your way out of that. Like that's just the defense is saying we're going to do this, which means we have to do something else well, and they're not doing that something else well. I, I don't I don't know really whose fault it is. Like mm-hmm. I said, is it I don't really think it is scheme. I just think it's they, they don't have time to get the ball downfield. Yeah. Defense is sitting on everything short. And where are you going to run? At some point, you're just going to have to punch them in the mouth and win.
4: And that's kind of what I said. If, if, if you're going into this game, if I'm doing the decision-making, first of all, I'm going to take the ball, which, as I said earlier, yeah, you've got to get off to a good start. I'm going to – those first 15 plays, I'm going to pretty much look at what they're doing defensively, and mm-hmm. I'm attacking it. And I'm not checking off. I'm not doing anything. I'm banking on the fact this is what they're going to do. I'm going to run the football. I'm going to throw the ball quick. Get the quarterback comfortable. Yeah. Don't get hit. Get comfortable. Yeah. And then we've got a chance at least to put something on the on the scoreboard and get a lead. And that's you know when you're struggling you need something good to happen early. And, and in our situation, the first drive they get a field goal great. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. We get the ball. And the first play, we get a bad handoff because the quarterback obviously is not practicing. The running back, that running back, is not getting that many uh, reps. Yep. And and they're minus five on the first play of the uh, drive on first down.
0: Just because you throw it quick doesn't mean you don't throw it long. Like that's yeah. the other thing here. Yeah. Like it, I mean, if you if you're having problems, and I hate to do this because they see this every day, and I hate to be the guy that's like, "Won't you try well, this?" Go ahead and be the guy. I'm going to try it. If I've got Calvin Ridley, yeah, here's what you're going to do this week. You're just going to run vertical, yeah,
5: and,
0: and That's we're going to get tree. that. Your route is vertical, and we're either going to back shoulder or we're going to throw you open, and we're going to take this shot six or seven times. Uh, let
3: me jump in. a right. la uh, what they did with George Pickens, maybe up yeah. in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, you you got to figure this thing out. Like, if I don't have time to push the ball down the field, then let me take what I think is my best athletic receiver, most athletic, where I've got a matchup advantage, especially this week. Mm-hmm. And let me just pepper him. We watched Aaron Rodgers do that with no names for yeah. the absolutely. better part of a decade.
3: And the other part is that the they are getting Evan Ingram more involved. But to to your point, get guys off of the line of scrimmage that takes linebackers away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Evan Ingram, he's a catch
4: machine.
0: Well, you know they what it also does though? Yeah. It also frustrates those defensive linemen because right now they're they're able to touch Trevor. Yeah,
4: yeah. Absolutely. But
0: if you throw. 15 of those quick routes, and they don't even get close, and they're not going to come as hard every single time.
3: All right, one other real quick one, because we compared the Chiefs and the Jags, because right now Pat Mahomes is dealing with a lot of the same realities. He, as special as he is, is not the same without a bunch of guys that could take take defenders deep.
0: Yesterday to me seemed – man, I'm coming here bashing coaches, Coach. Mm -hmm. Yesterday seemed like they just did too much. They tried I mean, to how, get way too cute. How are you going to you – got the best player in the world. Why, how are you going to snap the ball on first down to somebody else and have him hand it off to your quarterback who's your best player in the world? Like I don't even know where that makes sense. They had read options from all. I know. I, I mean, this is a guy that you you call – I don't care what your protection is. Yeah. You, you call 45 pass plays at a minimum. And you just say, hey, dude, you just sit back there and you just keep shooting. Right. Because he's going to figure – we watched it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's going to figure it out. Yeah. It's like, so stop getting so cute, man. You're taking my Mahomes time away from me, and I love me some Pat Mahomes. And you
4: know, and you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. That's yeah. what he's doing. That's exactly. He, he's going to, hey, do whatever you want to do. If you want to run, run. If you want to do this, but he's improved. Yes, because he's because he doesn't run all the time exactly. just to run. see. But when he has to, when he runs. Nobody can tackle
0: Monk him. And, Monk and if they're – I don't he's know. He's done a nice job. It's unbelievable team. what he's done with him.
4: Yeah. He,
3: and he's convinced Lamar, you will be a star for a much longer time. Absolutely. If you run to throw. To throw. throw. Yep. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is right. what he's done. Right. All right, so we'll keep it going. We'll at least sneak a, a little bit of Lamar in and Brock Purdy. Uh, Denny Thompson, our quarterback whisperer, hanging out with us for one more segment. Five o'clock hour, it's XL primetime. Joe C, Coach Campo, uh, and we will get to the college game coming up as well.
1: 1010 xl is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now, the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. Okay, bring it in. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security.
2: Register Sausage.
1: And George Moore Chevrolet.
2: One, two, three, three!
3: We got one more seg with our quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson. You can check him out at Denny underscore Thompson or six points right here on the first coast with plenty of uh, young lads coming through there. And that could be the high school ranks, college ranks, pro ranks, uh, like a Brock Purdy came through in the offseason and was working it out. And look, I'm telling you, he was setting some records. We're talking vintage performances, passer rating through the roof, 70% completion percentage, on and on and on. And then Baltimore rolled in yesterday, last night. Changed all of that, didn't he? He got Listen, picked, 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 picked.
0: Hamilton's legit. Yeah. That guy's a game changer. Yeah. And that, by
3: the way, Kyle Hamilton came here nursing an MCL. So that was last Sunday night. And then they turned right around and went out, second road game, and he killed it.
0: I remember the Notre Dame Florida State game. They played like the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Great game, overtime, I want to say it was. Yeah. He made a. On college hashes, not on NFL hashes, he made a play where the quarterback, Jordan Travis, read it perfectly, and he ran from the left hash to the right sideline, wow. Coach, on basically a sell route, and got underneath it and picked it off. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, that, that's not supposed to happen. Like That's a guy that's got elite athleticism, but an instinct that's second to none. Yeah,
4: that's the key
0: right there. Right there, and he got Brock early in that game. They had a little concept where it looked like he was going to come down um, mm-hmm. on what looked like a, an out, but he kind of floated in between, and Brock thought he had him in the end zone, and 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 Hamilton just kind of set him up there. I don't guess Brock thought he could get That's to it, and I bring that play up because you have that play, and then you have one not go your way, and now all of a sudden you got two picks, mm-hmm. right? And now what do you do?
3: Press. You start to press.
0: <laughs> right. 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 So and you're again you're playing from behind at that point. So, you know, I didn't think Brock played poorly last night. That's the thing. I mean, he had, you know, a couple batted balls that were intercepted. Um, but it it wasn't like an inept four-interception game. Well, I didn't it's, like think so. it's,
4: it's like the coach said, like uh, Shanahan said, uh, the only one, that first one, yep. is the only one that he really faults him on. You know, you yeah. get a ball tipped and all that kind of stuff. And by the way, that's something that our offensive defensive line doesn't do. If you watch our defensive line, the inside guys, right? they bull into a guy. They're not going to get there. They're not going to win. They don't ever raise their hands up. They stay on the guy all the way, and then whoever throws the ball, throws the ball.
0: To piggyback on the Brock thing, too, real quick, because I'd love to get Coach's opinion on this, is the good ones, the good safeties, Mm -hmm. know what they have on film. And I'm sure that San Francisco ran that concept, yeah, well, because it worked a couple of weeks before against them, and yeah. I'm sure that Hamilton remembered it working, and I'm sure he knew they were yeah. going to run it. The good ones are that deep into this, and as a quarterback, that's why I say you're not hitting your peak till you're 5, 6, or 7, until you see that every single time of, man, I, I can't just trust what I saw on film. Coach, that's that's part of the deal, isn't it? Yeah,
4: well, and also it's a scheme issue because, to be honest with you, that coverage we played all the time. That's a, he, like the were, dual he, coverage? We were in quarters. Okay, were they in quarters they, straight oh, across? They were in quarters, yeah. And instead of doing something to hold fourteen back over there, yeah, they ran a couple of short routes over That's there. That's right. They ran the post over here. We taught that as soon as you don't see anything coming, go across the formation. There's no reason you stay over there. We got everybody covered over here. Yep. And he just read it and just, like almost against it. the grain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and if Brock had thrown the ball earlier, yeah, they'd have got it. But he, he waited. He he knew the guy was going to be. He thought the guy was going to be wide open. And
3: the, the savvy safety can bait him into doing absolutely.
4: something.
5: Absolutely.
3: That was. You absolutely.
0: just said it so well, too, because that was one of those that came out of his hands. And I'm sure right when it came out of his hands, he's like, oh, that's six. Yeah, that's, that's, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, where did he come uh, from? Yeah,
3: yeah. Exactly. Where did he come from? Yeah. Exactly. How many times have, uh, note to self, not going to do that again. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and, when, and you can't help in it. In the
4: red zone, we used to, in the, with the Cowboys back in the day, we used mm-hmm. to play quarters all the time inside the and. You know, because you're playing with you're running out, you're out of room defense, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. Well, it, we even if if like if a team went uh, three by one or even two by two, we keyed the the running back, and if the running back even twitched, right, like he wasn't coming out, we're going across the point because they're telling it's us basically becomes you're a blocker over here, so they're throwing the ball over here. And we'd come all the way we'd come right across and we'd get picks in the red zone. So you would
0: t- basically just turn sorry Joe, we're turning yeah. this into this, but so you'd basically just turn the safety into a robber's which exactly. Did, is as
4: soon as as soon as we read number two, you yeah. we were off of number two. Number two blocked.
0: Yep. Then you're we're back. free. Yep.
4: and if he blocked, they're telling you that we're we're protecting over here, we're throwing the ball over here. So that guy just, we would just take off.
0: There's a lot that That goes into this, fellas. This is a hard sport. Yeah.
3: And Denny
4: Denny can teach off of that, too. It's a hard sport. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: not, yeah, I'm asking for other reasons, too. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, And,
3: and, but what you said, I think, is key. And we're going to at least hit a little transfer portal before we're done. But, like, I keep going back to the frustration of, of Trevor. He wants to do everything because he thinks there's, you know, deficiencies in certain other areas, but he's also a little responsible for bad play. And then you said, hey, year three, four, five, you know, whatever it is. All of a sudden, things become a little clearer. Right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Once you've seen it, I mean, I, you know, I said this earlier that teams are just kind of they're like kneeling onto their soft spot right now. They're just like that that muscle that really hurts that the masseuse yeah. gets in. Yes, yes. That's what teams are doing to the Jags right now. And until they work that muscle out, like they're just going to keep doing it. And so it's it's a protection. Yes, all of it can be true It's protection. It's receiver's not in the right place. Mm-hmm. No. But run the great game. thing is you got to strap up on Sunday and play. So you better fix it. It, it. Either you fix it or this thing's going to fall apart.
3: Yeah. And, and I, I don't know the answer. They're facing a Carolina Panther team where their quarterback has not done a whole hell of a lot to this point. And we'll find out whether or not that defense and that run game. Can that's play. a great thing. We don't have to know. The no. No. Yeah. But that's <laughs> yeah. a great
0: thing. We don't have to know the answer. We yeah. can gripe about it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. We're not being paid to solve it. Yeah. like And I understand that as I'm saying this. Like I know they're putting every waking hour and I don't have the solution. But y'all are asking me to comment on it, not fix it. Right, Coach? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's Go, all opinion. Do something
4: about it. They asked a question earlier. I said, well, that's what us media people do. You know, <laughs> that's it's our, our job. Side. Yeah, That's now, our job. He doesn't
3: mind second guessing now. <laughs> all right. So uh, this is not a second guess, but there is a point spread out there. It's around. It was 14 and a half. Now it's almost 17. Georgia v. FSU. Oh. Tate Rodemaker decides, and I don't blame Rick Baloo for railing on him earlier today, because he it was warranted. Rodemaker just decides to bail at the last second, and the logic is he doesn't want to. If he's planning on leaving, he doesn't want to look bad. He doesn't want to get his butt beat, uh, and so he bails. Anyway, that's not good news for Florida State.
0: No, it's not. I mean, it's. Um, I was thinking about this last night. Because we're not going, and it, it, and but all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, we have a walk on at mm-hmm. Florida State. Yeah, just walked on, fresh walk on, like he's a freshman right now. He's maybe one snap away from playing. Very true. Very true.
3: In his because first got Brock year, Linn there that will be their starter.
0: He's the only scholarship guy on that roster. I want to say right now because AJ hit the portal. Jordan's mm-hmm. out. Tate hit the portal, so you got Brock, and then you've got. This guy, that Michael Grant's his name, who's a very good player, mm-hmm. but he like all of a sudden is this going to be a walk on versus Carson Beck and the Bulldogs?
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I. That's, that's why yeah. it's going from 17.
4: 14 to yeah. fifteen to sixteen to And 17. I can
0: tell you, I i mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> think Georgia's taking this game that lightly. I, I mean, their their last experience on a football field was not pleasant.
3: Yeah, you're a good one to ask, and. This is always going to be the case. College football fan out there will agree or disagree with this, but the argument always was, always was if a team lost in a bowl game, they go, it didn't matter to them. They weren't paying attention, blah, blah, blah. They didn't have their full concentration on it. Well, the transfer portal has really mucked things up. We don't really know who's playing, at what intensity level the coach is trying to drive these guys. But for the Bulldogs' part in this, out they went from undefeated number one to out of the college football playoff. Do you think Kirby's going to coach his fanny off uh, in this setting? Oh, it, it would make sense that he would.
0: I think that, and I and I also think, and it was this was important to Carson to make the announcement when he did last week, because yeah. I also think now you've got the guy who could have been a top ten pick coming back. Yeah, like that's that's momentum for next year. You, yeah. You're
4: selling, you crushing
0: yourself. the portal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. Yourself. It is. I mean, I think they go down there ready to play, and and I think Florida State goes down there ready to play, and I sure. think every you know it's just a bad, it's bad break for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Georgia. Like it's yeah. a bad break for anybody. Period. But then when you start, you know, knocking off what ten, twelve guys off a roster, yeah, that's tough, man. That's an uphill battle.
3: Yeah, I, I would think that Carson wants to introduce himself to the Heisman conversation his way because mm-hmm. he was already in it. He was creeping into it maybe midway through the year, then fully in it towards the end. We all know Denny wanted to get an invite to New York. I you know did, that. of course. <laughs> I did. But I do think this might be his, okay, yeah, I'm back, and you need to include me in this conversation from the jump.
0: Yeah, I, I will tell you, like, I, I talked to him about this last week because we've had so much other things going on that I was the one that said, I keep forgetting y'all have a game. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting there's another game. And he's like, yeah, I, I have been locked in th- last week. To the point where I think, you know, I don't even think he came back here for Christmas. I think he was like, right. I just want to watch film. I want to get because they that's, flew out yesterday or today.
4: That's why he's going to be a first round That's pick. right.
0: Like, he wants to win. I don't, it's not a Heisman thing. It's just he, hey, if we're going to play this yeah. game, we're going to win this we're going game. We win. Right. And, and he's even said, I, I need to get better at these two or three things, and this is a chance to, to do it.
3: All right. Now, in the transfer portal, have you heard any other names? And, and you know, the quarterbacks are. They dominate the conversation. We know the Trevor ETNs of the world and some of the others, Raheem Sanders, Rock, Rocket, those guys have, have either entered and made their decision or are sitting there. Any other?
0: I mean, our guys, he, We I only really pay attention to our guys. Jeff's in there right now, Sims. Jeff um, Sims from yeah. Sandalwood. Yeah, Will Rogers. Um, I think that is a great fit for him going to Washington. Funny thing about Will Rogers is he and Gardner grew up like very close together in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And now they both are going to end their career in Washington. One at Washington State, one at Washington. I'm yeah. like, how? What is? How does yeah. that? What, a, what are the odds? Yeah, how do you go from Mississippi to Washington? But I mean, I think you know Cam Ward. Everybody's kind of waiting on what he's going to do. And I think there's a couple guys like that. Um, I think the transfer portal is just getting started. Uh, the, yeah. By the way, because by the way,
3: because what what's the rule? Is that let a few people land where yeah, they want, and then the big boys at. will come big in. Boy, yeah. Well, and
0: that's the, and that's the thing too. Like you got to be in. They have class. These guys are still students to some level, so class starts. Oh, really? Yeah. Class starts in January, like early in January. May is going to be wild. hmm May is going to be wild in the transfer portal because there's just not, not a whole lot of people. I mean, they're going after the big names right now, but they're not filling out rosters. Let them get through spring. Mm-hmm. And now that may be the time if you're a young man looking to go in the portal, you may be better off going then.
3: All right, all right. Not bad advice there. Denny, as always, we appreciate it, bro. Uh, at Denny underscore Thompson and then Six Points Academy. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your yeah, Ryan family. You. Absolutely. And then
0: uh, Happy New Year, too. Yeah, you guys as well. Always Talks, fun. We'll Thank talk you. to you
4: in 2024. Yeah.
0: Man, oh, yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Well, I'm even
4: looking at it a little harder than you are. I'm yeah. a little, <laughs> little older than you are. It comes are, you know too fast, mean?
3: Coach. It comes too fast. It's XL Prime time.
1: 1010XL is presented by Farah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. This is XL Primetime. Protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. Yeah.
3: Getting close to the 6 o'clock hour. Helmets and heels popping on. And then we, we got plenty of bowl action. I don't mind any of that old school banging from Casey. I like it uh, even on a uh, Beaver Chevy Beaver Toyota Tuesday. Normally, like we would reserve some of that good old big hair rock and roll uh, for Fridays. The, the Beastie Boys had short haircuts, so we'll we can allow it, right? Exactly. You can let the uh, the Beastie Boys in anytime, anytime. We absolutely love them. All right, so let's wrap up the, the last bit of Excel Prime Time that we have, Coach. Uh, you know the idea of fixing things is not easy when you're mired in a four-game losing streak. Uh, it's it's not like they've taken on the the world beaters of the National Football League. Uh, the the best team they've faced here of late has been the Baltimore Ravens. We found out a little bit more about them last night with the way they took care of business against the San Francisco Forty ers But the Bucks are on the uptick. There's no question about it. They got a chance to claim the NFC South, which is crazy, but that that's that's where it's at down there. And I appreciate what Denny said about the quarterback play. It's not like Baker overwhelmed anybody. Right, he went, he threw for a hundred less yards than he did the the week before. But at the same time, I came away impressed with efficiency. When yes. he was under duress, he got out of there. He made plays. Uh, and this football team right now has got to be reeling, trying to figure out how they're going to cure all the ills.
4: Yeah, I think that's one of the problems. I think when uh, Bowles, for example, mm-hmm. brought that young guy in, they had an idea what they wanted to do, and that's mm-hmm. what they're doing.
3: Mm-hmm. Dave Canales, the first year offensive coordinator, yeah, yeah, and
4: and a young guy, yeah. But uh, Todd, I think, had a pretty good idea about how he wanted that team to look, and that's why he went with the, with that particular guy. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're kind of all over the place because nothing is really working. Right. So, the more you're all over the place, the less chance you got to fix something, in my opinion. And right. that's why, to me, it comes down to doing lesser things. If you got young receivers, don't ask them to do a lot of checkoffs and mm-hmm. th- this, that, and the other thing. Try to keep it as simple as you can because the other team, you know what they're going to do to you now. They, th- the blueprint is out there. Right on what's going to happen defensively against you, so you know you got to find a way to to make it easier on a quarterback with the with the concerns you have. And now uh, you ask me what 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 are those things? I'm not sure, but I know that first drive, I I want the football, and we got to find a way to get the ball in the end zone or at least get a three point shot out of that first drive. Yeah,
3: because there's been too many first halves where they really haven't gotten anything going.
4: Two. The last four games, yeah. nine points in the first half. Right. Nine. In,
3: yeah. A game. In, in a Less total,
4: than ten points in, in, in the first four games In, four in games. the first half.
3: And think about it. Four quarters go back to last Sunday night against the Ravens and then this Sunday, nada. Yeah. Okay. Right, exactly. Nada.
4: Yeah. So they, they've only averaged two points the last three games, right? And, and, and really, you could,
3: you could go back to the end of the first half against the Ravens, yep. and they flashed a graphic up there Christmas Eve, just talking about the fact that they had two missed field goals, the turnover, uh, you know, a punt or whatever, and then you go back to this go-around, they missed another field goal, but by the way, they didn't call a very good third down play or they didn't execute a very good third down play because they made McManus have to hit another right. one from outside right. of 50 right. with right. the wind swirling the way it was yes. down there at the Pirate ship. So. It, it, it's exhausting now off the text line designed by lifetime enclosures uh could the jags use could could the jags use more of a sixth lineman look to get more of the running game going uh, i certainly feel like that's possible i don't know whether they're going to bring an extra lineman in to do anything like that but i think you're the man who's been preaching as much as anybody that run game has got to come alive some way somehow yeah, yeah. for the rest of this football team to succeed. Yeah,
4: I don't know that that's going to make a difference because all that does is tighten everybody up. Yeah, you know, uh, and you know when you when you that's bringing guys closer to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they've got to open up a little bit and start getting a little ball on the perimeter a little bit more. And you know, that's what I'm. I'm gap schemes. It, it worked against Baltimore right. because Baltimore was. Attacking the line of scrimmage, you know they were playing the run, rushing the passer. Right. They were rushing the passer and playing the run off of that, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening to us now. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Tampa Bay did it with the blitz. They blitzed inside. They yeah. were pr- they were they were playing the run while rushing the passer.
3: And, and we've said it uh, going into this game. Vita Vea, he doesn't play a ton of snaps. But he is a big human being that you got to deal with. Yep. And when we talked about the pocket collapsing interiorly, yep. it's because of guys like that. Absolutely. And then getting a healthy Devin White back, uh, Levante David, I don't care how old he is, he's still right. making plays for them. Yep. And even though they don't necessarily have the off-the-edge guys, they still have impact players. Absolutely. And take yeah. a look at what Antoine Winfield did on the back end. Oh, yeah, he's good.
4: I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. He might be one of the best in the league out yeah.
3: there. So, coming out of this weekend, real quick, and we'll do this a little bit more tomorrow with uh, Big Surce when he gets in, but the best team you think you see right now is? Is it the Baltimore Ravens? Is yeah. it? Uh, honestly, they All right, they picked off well, the team that no one thought correct. could be beaten.
4: Correct. I, I really felt that San Francisco's the best team, mm-hmm. and they may still be the best team because sometimes you just don't play well and things don't go your way. Yeah. I wouldn't count out the Ravens, though, because of that quarterback. Because of that quarterback.
3: It's like ever since that three-game losing streak, the 49ers have bounced back. They look really, really good. Well, that other team that just beat them has now won eight of nine. Yes. Eight of nine. Right. And and what's so crazy is this football team here, on a Duval Sunday night, there was a chance that this team was in that game, honestly, for two-and-a-half. I'm not going to call it a full three-quarters because even though it was a a one-score game, they scored immediately to to open up the – the fourth quarter, and they ended up winning by double digits. But it, it, this football team just needs to find itself with points early, like you're talking yeah, about.
4: Get off to a good start and get into a position where you can start dictating as opposed to being dictated to. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing with me. And, I think and, they've got to get off to a good start, and this is the team to do it against. Mm-hmm. You know, their defense, it's
3: a bad Carolina team.
4: Yeah, it, it the quarterback is starting to come on a little bit. It, you know, they're playing. A little bit better the last two games. They've won two. Yeah. So they're well, starting to come back a yeah. little bit. But defensively, you can run on this team. I don't care what anybody, you know, that they need to get something going early.
3: Right. And for the longest time, this team was good against the run for yep. sure. Yeah. Uh, and then even though they buttoned up Rashad White, they definitely didn't handle him in yep. the passing game. Just yep. take a look at the you know, the big clicks Absolutely. uh in the receiving yards that he yep. had. All right, Coach. Uh, We got our takeaways coming up, but first, I'm not hearing it. Yeah. All right, our takeaway, Coach. What's yours?
4: We got to get on off the snide. Yeah. You know, I think I think this team, not the coaches, this team has to look within themselves and say, "Look, we're not getting the job done." And, and, and we've got to find a way to have more urgency and I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, my, Cause this team, this team should we should beat this team. You I better don't better believe it, even yeah. if we're playing not our best game. Mm-hmm.
3: People are ready to have a playoff party and they don't have anything to celebrate right now. My takeaway is that they're about to take it away from you, yeah. okay They're about to take it away from you. Yep. You better figure it out. you got to get it right. Uh, it is it was yours to have. you had a chance and now you're on a four game. Losing streak. Don't let him take it. Don't let him take it away from Duval. Absolutely. That's for sure. All right, now let's get ready for the next show.
1: Now, the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. your face just comes waltzing back in. You know,
2: because it was funny. I, like, you know, was like, well, I I guess Taylor has to do crosstalk. And, unfortunately, with, you know, that time of the year with vacations and such, Taylor is, like, doing 19,000 things right now. And I was like, (laughs) I'll go in. in. (laughs) It's okay. I haven't talked to these two gentlemen enough today. I'm A-okay with popping in for crosstalk.
3: But, like you said, when you set it up earlier, you know, there's nothing wrong with continuing to try and – figure out what, what to do and and like we said, there's no easy fix. They just gotta get it right. They gotta get a
5: win.
2: Right. And that's I, I think that's the biggest thing. I think if they can just get a win. Like it's that simple. Like yeah. I I mean emotionally, mentally, I think if they can just get one back in the win column. And you could go back to last year when they had that five game losing streak. Just beating the Raiders, yes, yep. it was ugly. They were down seventeen nothing and that was the first of what became many come from behind wins. Like it didn't matter what the final score was. And I think like Trevor had some questionable throws in the fourth quarter when they, the game was in hand. It didn't matter. It got them a win. And yes, they lost yeah. to the Chiefs the next week, but it proved to them that they could still win football games, and that's where I think this team is. Yeah,
4: and they could score back then. Yeah. And now but that's I what believe we're... the same way. If they win this game, they'll win the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's it. If
2: they lose this one. They'll lose the next one. I'm yeah, in the same exact that. camp as you, look Coach. Out. Yeah.
4: Yep. Look, look out.
3: out. Yep. Look out. All yep. right. So you got all that coming up.
2: Yep, all that. Uh, Taylor, uh, in an effort to uh, keep things light and fresh around here, uh, mm-hmm. since you've been with me now for three hours, and we've got two more hours to go, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to play, I believe it's a game, she was explaining it to me, of she's going to play sound from around the National Football League, and I have to guess like what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to span the National Football League. We'll talk some college hoops as well and a whole lot more on Helmets and Heels.
3: All right, sounds good, Mia. Thank we you. will be listening. you got that coming up. As we crank it out uh, with this, you know, it's a short holiday work week, uh, but there'll be plenty of people tuned in at all uh, hours uh, throughout the evening. That's for sure. All right, Coach, enjoy your trip. you got an well, early wake-up call.
4: Yeah, I, I've got a 515 flight headed out of here for Dallas. So well, this was fun. Just...
3: This was fun. Thank you. You, you. I think they just called your, your boarding yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. You should just drive to JIA <laughs> right now. All right, Coach, we will talk to you next week. Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas uh, to all the Campo
4: clan, that's for sure. Thank you. It's same to you guys. Exactly.
3: Thanks to Beaver Chevy, Beaver Toyota. They are there to wow you. They want to sell 1,000 vehicles before the month is over, so make sure you check them out. Beaver com. You're thinking about wheeling and dealing. Let's just say you didn't get – something under the Christmas tree that you were hoping for. Make yourself happy. You can go trade in and get a brand-new ride or one of those beautiful pre-owns. BeaverToyotaStAugustine.com, BeaverChevrolet.com. Find them on Phillips Highway, and they are also ready to deal. Joe C., Coach Campo, KC. Take it away, my friend, as we get ready for helmets and heels.